0: can't picture the geography right now cuz I'm terrible at geography but like whatever the other state is to the right of colorado you have to drive through we went through that one <laughs> or i guess east is more accurate than to the right of colorado <laughs> i always have to
1: do never eat shredded wheat like that's how oh I, yeah um, also it's not geography you're bad at it's memory <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true i mean i can i can
0: remember other things <laughs> <laughs>
1: another episode of the motor mouth podcast the podcast where a lot of great ideas go absolutely nowhere my name is joel tyree and with me as always you'll thank me when he spanks thee, the tim charard hello you have no idea how many times i practiced that before you came on <laughs> i don't know why it, i thought of it but it is a bit of a tongue twister yeah <laughs> That's Andy Bernard to Oscar as he's going to try and pick up men with him. <laughs> uh, okay. It's, yeah, it sounded familiar, but I can quite place it. Yeah, nice. You will thank me when they spank thee. Please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hi. <laughs> well, two, op- bleh, two optics enter. Mm. That's just anybody with eyesight. <laughs> two topics enter.
0: Insanity leaves. Tim, what did you bring? uh for this this one i brought uh my um a song a day oh for, shit project. i've i've been working on well i worked on and then took a break from excited other things to do but um yeah i wanted to just kind of talk about it a little bit more and hopefully it, you know it also in in the process kind of um you know gear myself up to doing more of them but you know to talk about the process and Figured it might be something you'd be interested in in hearing about, and maybe it's the type of thing like, oh, we can kind of become like more of a, a little bit of a community thing, you know, like getting getting more people involved. Um,
1: but yeah, that's rad.
0: I did not. I thought you were going to bring
1: Invincible.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet.
1: It's been. I think we, yeah, you
0: had. Oh, okay,
1: we finished it, and then like the I was on vacation the week we would have talked about it. Oh, that's so right. Okay. Things in between yeah, um, that's fair. Well, since since you didn't bring Invincible, I'll bring Invincible. We can right, talk about nice. Invincible. Sounds good. Oh. Song of Day. So I I have to be honest. I haven't listened to – because you've, you've only put up – have you
0: put up all of them? I, I put up five. So I was doing it in a row. And then part of what ha- – okay, so here's here's what happened. Is <laughs> what I was happened like – I had this idea, and I was like, but you still have – two college applications for schools that you want to do in the fall. You should probably do those first. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, that's a good plan. That's the mature thing to do is to do the stuff I should do first and then do the stuff I want to do later. And then I was like, but I really want to do them now. So I'm just going to do them now. And I just launched into it. And I was like, of course, me not having any understanding of how time works. I'm like, well, no, I can do the song and still work on my applications on the same, at the same time. That's fine. It'll be (laughs) fine. So of course, five days go by and I've done zero work on, you know, I've I've finished the songs, but I've gotten zero work done on my applications. I'm like, okay, five's a nice round number. It's like a work week, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it brought me right till the end of May. Like it was like the 27th through the 31st. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stop. Like, I know I can do this. I've done it in a few times. And, you know, even when I was kind of not feeling like it still did it. So I'm going to hold off and get back to the application. So I just did those five, but with the, the the um the idea is that I'll, I'll come back to it once I kind of fin- finally do finish my applications. And, um, you know, I've got a few other projects, you know, for for other actual people that I should also work on and get those out of the way. That was the other reason I felt felt bad, too, is, like, I put these other projects on hold because I'm working on these applications. Then I just started writing a bunch of songs. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to your stuff later. I've seen you um, post, motherfucker. It doesn't look like an application. Yeah. <laughs> Would it be, Ghosh, like, could, could I listen to... I mean works. that's what I was hoping. I figured, you know, cuz you usually will listen to my stuff like in my presence. So yeah. I figured like 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 that's let's bring that to the podcast. That's this is supposed cool. to be. Uh, so we should, we so should I should talk I would, a
1: little over it.
0: Yeah. Well and I, and I would I would um request that they they be done in order cuz in my opinion they get better. Oh. Um and they I feel like each one has something to offer. Um and each one, kind of, you know, there are there are things to talk about with it, not necessarily specific things, but um, I also give a little bit more background too as part of it. Is that um, I uh, uh, Krista told me about Soundtrap, um, and I think I might have sent you a link at one point. So it was like basically, uh, it's like this online digital audio workstation that you can share projects with other people and collaborate and just like do do these multi multi track projects that you're kind of sharing with your friends and, okay, I'll lay this down. And then you lay this down. Um, so I think that's kind of what started is I jumped in and of course it had a library of loops. So I just started throwing loops in and I was like, Oh, look, I'm a producer. That was the name of my first track. You know, just like, <laughs> you know, I can, I can throw loops in and make a song. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, there's something there. Now I, I do want to sort of make the, um, the disclaimer that none of these songs are composed by me. Because these are the, all five of these are entirely made from loops from the library. And, and, and part of the point was like, number one, I wanted to work on sort of like what it feels like to finish a song in a day. And that's something I thought of, too, is like it was supposed to be a song a day, so a song every day. But maybe I should change it to a song in a day because what it mm-hmm. became was can I finish a song in one day in just right. like a few hours? So it wasn't about the being totally like creative. It was about putting the stuff together you know. Um, and part of it was also getting to know these different these different DAWs, these different digital audio workstations. So, you know, to try out Soundtrap, this new thing. And then one of the other projects I'm working on, um, the other two of the other people I'm working on it with have GarageBand. So I was like, okay, let me move away from Logic and focus on GarageBand for a little bit. Um, and also my plan is in the future to do some projects on Ableton to get to know that program as well. Um, and to, you know, so to start by just like, okay, I'm not going to um, record a bunch of crappy material, so I have something. Because that's the thing is, like, you can't really use these unless you have some sound to work with. So rather than mm-hmm. try to compose a bunch of stuff and and instead of working on uh you know writing a melody that I love and then a chord progression that I love to go with that, it's just like let me just throw a bunch of stuff in here and see what I can make out of it, and then um you know kind of not really care about okay, this isn't completely original, you know but more, um, and also the other part of it is working on form, you know, so I kind of stuck with the same song form for all the pieces. That's why I can see they all come up right up to just under three minutes. I was, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's essentially like the same tempo, I think for all of them, the same, same form of, you know, intro verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. Um, and then I, I tweaked it a little bit where I, where I needed to. Um, and that's, I think that's part of it too. And, you know, there, there've been a ton of different, um, uh, you know, songwriters that I've kind of followed in the past where I'll talk about, you know, writing songs faster and, you know, sort of what's the best formula. And, you know, that a lot of people are like, well, no, for my songs, I need to reinvent the wheel every time. It's like, that's fine. But like, in terms of, again, kind of practice and, and learning why we kind of have these conventions and how effective they are and making them work. And it's like, yeah, if you need to break out of that form by all means. Uh, but for me, I wanted to just see like the, uh, because sometimes what happens with me is I just can't stop thinking about something and, and just stop and do it. It's like, I'm, I'm. it's constantly evolving. I'm like, what about this? What about this? Like so many choices. So by sticking with that form, it removed those choices for me and said like, this is what you're work, working with these, these sections in disorder, you know? And and like I said, there were a few times where I slightly bent those a little bit, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things. If you're imposing those rules on yourself, it's not as you know cumbersome as if someone else is imposing them, which, right who out there is really imposing this on anybody unless you're like taking a class and they're like, write it like this. And then you don't, and you get an F it's like, well, you just don't know how to follow directions. That's, that's not, you know, not being creative, like follow directions, you know, and if you're doing something for a class for a grade, do what your teacher tells you and then go write your own song on your own, however you want, you know, mm-hmm. like, so, so for me, it was, it was more of an exercise rather than like, Oh, I'm going to be hundred percent creative So, um, Mm -hmm. and it was a way to experiment with sounds that I'm not used to working with.
1: So So you um, would consider this is more something you produced rather than composed or sample. Like what would you,
0: I mean, it's what, you know, everyone who sits down with these and says, Oh, look, there's all these loops. I'm going to throw them in and loop them and and repeat them and, you know, switch from this to this, you know, which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, anyone who could calls themselves a producer is probably going to be insulted that I'm like using that, but it's like, I feel like, well, I think it's also like,
1: the the like producer i think is is very much a, a term that has been overused anyway like i feel like there are levels with Probably. like in, in terms of like composing too like the yeah there's levels to it right yeah so, i mean there's there's people like when when dre was producing beats he was looking for like specific sounds and crafting specific sounds and then like when you produce the beats for like tribe called quests or de la soul like the sampling mm-hmm. and how the, the, those records like so it, i mean obviously it's it's evolved like it's very much different to drop a loop in trim it in yeah. in a DAW than it is okay here's the record at the right, right, thing i think produce yeah. would be the right
0: word right i, th- I mean i think so because i mean it's a, it's a using pre-existing material i mean i, I would also maybe use the word arranged because I'm taking pre-existing material and kind of deciding what goes where and in what order. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but none of it's, none of it's my material. And that's one of the things I kind of told myself too, is that at some point I'm going to switch over and use my own material, but but I'm not going to mix the two because I don't want a piece that's sort of half someone else's stuff, half my original stuff. And it's like, well, now I'd feel weird, like, you know, selling this or if someone wanted to use it in a film or something like that, it's like, Oh, well, some of it's my original stuff, but some of it is not, so I don't I don't want to claim ownership of that. So, um, so at some point there's going to be a clean break where it's going to go to be 100% my own stuff that I'm going to you know write in a day and you know kind of move on from there. Gotcha. Um, it was also interesting to kind of simplify things and think more in terms of like instead of in terms of like. Uh, you know, orchestrally like think of it in terms of like band or electronic music. You know, it's like, okay, like, you know, you got kind of like, you know, some sort of middle, whether it's a pad or some sort of like, you know, rhythmic chord progression, some kind of melodic idea, some kind of bass idea and some kind of rhythm idea, you know, that was kind of, you know, kind of what I worked with to try to keep it also on the simpler side, you know, not like, okay, I need a string section, a wind section and a brass section and a percussion section and a choir and a synthesizer and a rock band, you know, it's like too much. (laughs) Can't do do with my pedal board. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and and that's part of it too, is, yeah, I feel like we both have our ways that we're just kind of like, you know, we get, we get stuck in this wonderland of like, there's so many sounds and so many options and I just want to play with all of them. And it's like, that's, that's fine for another time, sit down and finish this song, you know, like, um, you know, placing the limitations on myself so that I could be, you know, actually productive in that sense.
1: Sweet. So, we might listen to all of these, and depend
0: I don't know what quality they're going to
1: come through in the share audio i I could probably yeah. just drop the waves in there if
0: yeah, if you need to do that, I can send those to you, and you could just yeah, yeah edit them in or if that's sweet.
1: well, now it's so fucking easy, it's ridiculous
0: <laughs> all right, what is the title of the first one? So the, well, I, I basically just did, I didn't do, do like creative titles, but if you see the date, so May 27th, that was the first one. So this one was done on Soundtrap just to kind of give you the sense of like, okay, this is, this is the DAW. These are where the sounds came from. Um, so, so again, this is part of me not taking credit for those sounds like this, this came from here. When I start doing my own, I'm going to name them differently. You know, the DAW doesn't matter. It's more, these are where the loops came from. That was sort of my, my focus.
1: Gotcha. Okay double cup in it <laughs> it makes me happy
0: see i don't i couldn't i couldn't i mean i could write this rhythm but in terms of all the little pieces you know it's like oh this is a cool beat Drop that in.
1: it still has your, like, rhythmic little, like, I gotta get some real drum sounds in the background here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to, I also added a pre-chorus, which is something, it's one of those things, like, it's in the back of your mind, like, most songs you listen to have one, but it was never sort of like, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, like, that's a thing. Like, you always think, oh, verse chorus, verse chorus. But it's like, yeah, that that pre-chorus is like, oh, it's that's like the the butter between the two slices of bread that kind of, <laughs> in, in a butter sandwich. See, now I'm wanting to go back and
1: get this audio and splice out butter sandwich and have that be the riff of, of something <laughs> else. Butter sandwich, I don't even know Ha, 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 ha.
0: Sad about these two is like, in so many of them, like, I love the chorus, but it's like, but I didn't write that. <laughs> I wish I had written that.
1: I mean, that's the kind of thing you throw. I'm, I'm gonna pause here. That's the kind of thing yeah. you throw on SoundCloud or YouTube with the disclaimer, like, hey, this was made exclusively with these loops. I arranged right. them, and that's right. where they're like, oh shit, you have a good ear for this. This, this hypothetical scenario that you and I have both been planning for our whole lives, where it's right. like, hey, look at my art, and then pay me to do more things like it.
0: Right. So I can yeah.
1: make the art that I, I think I want to make.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, part of me kind of wonders, it's like, am I doing a bit of a bait and switch, where it's like, hey, look at this stuff I did. It's like, yeah, that's great. I want to hire you. And It's like, okay, my stuff that you pay me to do is not going to sound like that, because that's all someone else's shit. <laughs> you know, This is going to be my other stuff.
1: Well, I think there, these loops are all like pu- public domain, right? Like, or I think or, so. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some. It's 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 all material, right? Like, if you're yeah. if you're playing some third variation on a, a Mozart theme, like you're, it's your shit, you know? Like, I I don't know. I I think there's there's definitely some merit into like here is a raw combination of sounds that you're pulling from wherever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And Um, I mean, that's the thing is like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to play it down too much, just enough that it's like, like I said, it's just a disclaimer. Like, just so you know, like I didn't create all these, these drum beats from scratch. Like I didn't do, you know, like, Oh, in this song, I really like the snare sound. So I'm going to cut the waveform of just the snare and work that. in. it's like, Nope, this was like a four bar drum set groove. Um, You know what I, what I did try to look for was, like within a a certain type of like drum sounds, if they had like three different beats Mm -hmm. that were made with the same drum. So it's like, Oh, this can go for this section. This can be the chorus. This can be the bridge, you know, so that, you know, the drums will change slightly, but it's not this drastic change in like drum timbre. Um, So that was something I did kind of look for, Um, you know, same thing with some of the other stuff, like the piano here, it's like, you know, it's got this kind of wavery kind of, you know, reverse kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, you know, if I I was better with that type of stuff, I could have written a piano part and then added some effect to it to make it sound like that. But I didn't. I said, hey, I like that. Use that. So, it was interesting to listen to because I haven't
1: heard you compose, like, electronic, like, beat, hip-hop type things before.
0: I mean, I definitely like that style. It's just, again, it's, it's so in terms of creating it is so out of my wheelhouse. Like I can, I can write a drum groove and be like, Hey, this is a cool rhythm for the drum set to play. But the way, you know, a lot of this stuff is produced, it's so meticulous about every little drum sound and um, you know, like, you know, kind of creating this custom drum sound from all these different samples and, you know, kind of within the right style, you know, for me, it's like, I play acoustic drum set. You know, every drum beat I would play, the drums are going to sound the same because it would be on my drum set. So the idea of having to custom pick drum sounds for each song, like, that's kind of, to me, what, what can seem a little exhausting. You know, it's like I'd I'd rather focus on, if I'm going to write a drum part, I'd rather focus on the rhythm and have a really cool, interesting rhythm and, you know, just use, like... You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather find one drum sample library that I love and just use that on everything instead of reinventing the wheel, you know, for each new song. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that was the nice thing about this is, like, I just could look through and be like, I like the sound of this drum set. This is cool. I don't have to figure out how it was done and create it. I'm just going to drop it in there. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's part of what was fun, too, to work with a style that I would like to, to, to write, to work in. But... Um, not having as much tech savvy for that type of thing mm. or, or patience, you know, for like mm. listening to a bass drum over and over again and be like, okay, how do I need to adjust the EQ and have enough roll off on the pit? You know, it's just like, I'm actually watching a masterclass by, um, I think his name is Armin, Armin van Buren, I think, who was mm. in like a dance music, uh, composer, DJ, whatever, you know, and kind of watching him write stuff. And it was like really engaging watching him, like do the composing part, but doing the mixing and arranging part was exhausting. So it's like, Oh God, it's just like, you know, dicking around with the EQ of all this stuff. And I can, I can see why it has to be done, but it's just like, Oh God, like, I I, I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know, like, again, I'd rather just be like, here's this drum beat, like, you know, give it to a real person, be like, play this, you know, or, or ideally like, you know, as part of a collaboration, like here's a drum groove that I wrote, take this. And, you know, if you want to find other samples to use with this rhythm, you know, like, like here's, you know, bass, snare and hi-hat, here's the rhythm I want. But if you want to find what's the perfect hi-hat sound, what's the perfect snare sound, what's the perfect bass sound? You know, it's like, you know, for me, it was like, it was my drum set, you know, that's that, that was the drum sound I used to, I grew to love. And as I was composing, that was the sound that I heard in my head and wanted to hear, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not where, um, And and I think also as a, as a composer, you know, when you write something, it's like, I'm going to write this music and it's going to go to all these different orchestras. I mean, unless you're doing film or something that's for the sake of being recorded, you know, your, your piece is going to be played. Ideally it would be played all over the world by all these different orchestras and all the percussionist drums are going to sound different. The acoustics of the hall are going to sound different, you know, um, where the, you know, um, Some orchestras, the violins are on the left. Some they're on the right. I feel like I've seen that reversed in certain cases, or, uh, I think sometimes they'll have, you know, uh, you know, the brass will be in different places. The timpani sometimes is dead center. Sometimes it's the opposite side of where the rest of the percussion is. So like, there's so many acoustical things that are going to be different in every single performance. And for me, it's just like, I just kind of grew to accept that like, yeah, like, the drums are going to sound like whatever the drums the guy has or, or, or woman who who's performing this piece. Like that's what their drums are going to sound like. And that's what I'm going to hear because I'm writing it for this ensemble, you know, as opposed to like, I'm going to craft every little nuance of every little detail of this bass drum. It's like, okay. And, and that and that's cool. And again, I understand why it needs to be done. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: interesting to hear because with it was cool, like I, I liked it, but I it felt I could kind of feel like you weren't very sure of yourself with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, felt it was, like it, was it was definitely the first like, one. Yeah, yeah. No, like there's there's like a timidity to it, and it seemed very much like um, it's very Eminem for some reason. I kept thinking of like that, okay. that like really heavy bass uh, and kick stuff with just kind of light trill uh uh keyboard stuff mm-hmm. over the top so it has that very like i don't know it was interesting because i like everything because i've heard a lot of your stuff and every time i'm like fucking hell like because you have the, like i think a, co- a confidence thing is also like those are your tools mm-hmm. you like when you're in sibelius and you're using those banks and you're you're composing that right like it has this like it is a very signature stamp in terms of like confidence of how it comes across, oh, interesting. But with it was so, it, with this, it very much felt like okay, you put these restraints on yourself, and it's like okay, I'm only like I'm filling in the margins to here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be happy with it, which is okay. fine. Like th- it's part of the process, like you were describing. It just was I. It was crazy to realize about halfway through. It is like, oh, that's what's different. Is it, it? These are strange tools in the master's hand, and he's got to figure out how they work. Right and and be more confident with them. So that so I'm I'm interested to see within the five days. I mean, obviously, there's going to be like a difference in a progression. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see if that
0: piece starts to 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 come into view. I, I think so. I do feel like they they did sound better and maybe yeah, like sounded more like myself. Like the way the more I got to know the loops, the more I could be like no, I'm not going to pick that one because I don't like that as much as this one, as opposed to like in the beginning, it was like, well, these are the loops you pick. Just, just go with them, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing.
1: It felt like, what do you call it when you do like a, it's not a dummy score, but it's like a first pass. like like something uh, like uh, this. Yeah. But uh, a temp score, temp score. That's Mm kind of how it felt. It's like somebody said, okay, Hey, give me something like this. And you're like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is the placeholder. I'm going to go back and I'm going to make it more. But like, how's this, this is the thing that you don't, send to the the what right. is it the, the director to to paste
0: over and cut in weird ways like that yeah. one time. Yeah. Well yeah this is the one that the director gives to you and says, here I, I found this free on on a you know on a library. This is what I want in my movie. And it's like, okay. And then I take that and do yeah. 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 So I guess that's a good way to look at it is like to have this stuff as like, yeah, like to Give someone an idea of, like, yeah, this is this thing I threw together. So if you want something with this vibe, I could create, you know, special for your film. And then in that case, I would actually write everything, you know, but, like,
2: yeah. follow I, that
0: vibe. With the, like, if you're not, like, you don't want, you're going to
1: disclaim with these ones where it's like, I didn't write these. But it's also, it, it's a a... a showcase of your ear more than anything else Mm. i would think right like that would be a good way to to use it or it's like hey i can like this would be a good like hey send us something that you've done it's like well these are the orchestral things but like in this this other genre this is the kind of stuff i've done yeah like as a baseline that that's cool
0: okay numero dos so this one oh i want to explain a little bit why i jumped to garage band for the second day Mm -hmm. is because I was fucking around listening to so many loops and and Soundtrap is kind of like annoying sometimes like it has like when you open the list of loops on the right you can't use them um, you know like well like I I'll use like two fingers and that's how I can scroll on my trackpad on my Mac and it won't let you do that for some reason so if you oh, want to look at if you want to look at like a loop that goes beyond you've got to click on the bottom one then hit the down button the down arrow So I was doing that and just kind of scrolling through and all of a sudden it was like, you've listened to enough loops for today, come back tomorrow or some, some bullshit thing like that. Like it only, it only let me listen or use a certain amount of loops. So, so this was like the night of my first day. So I was like, and I was like, well maybe like did the day just end? So I come back to it on the 28th and I was like, okay, open it. And it's like, Nope. So it was still within that 24 hour period. So I was like, I guess I'm doing GarageBand today until I, you know, I, my loop usage resets. So that's why I did GarageBand on the second day because I was not allowed to use any more loops on Soundtrap. <laughs> I think actually I think you'll see well first of all there's a huge difference in sound quality because the GarageBand GarageBand sounds so much better than Soundtrap. But also I think you'll see like a big jump in sort of like um well okay there's there's some, I want to I want to see if you if you notice this and this the, this <laughs> might just be my own ego being like, "Oh, it's this." But I'll see what you say. Okay. <laughs> oh
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> you put a solo
0: section in. You hate solos. But everybody's soloing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay that sounds more <laughs> like you um it's ah, fucking hate how artificial like DAWs and stuff make guitar sounds like i was actually really impressed like with the slides and stuff mm-hmm. in in the guitar parts those actually sounded pretty decent like well and it's I mean, still kind of like think... uncanny
0: valley for me like yeah I mean, I think a lot of the loops I was, like, cause well, they have loops that are, that are MIDI and loops that are, that are just like waves. And I think these were yeah. waves. I mean, I don't know if they were create, you know, waves made from MIDI. Um, but like that was kind of what part of why I was using a lot of just the, um, you know, just the, 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 the wave loops because they definitely had more realism to them. You know, they, yeah. they could have actually been like someone who recorded this physically as opposed to just like, putting it in as as midi and you know like oh it will drop a guitar in this little lick um i think a lot of what what can probably kill it is that you know when you loop it and you have something a lick that's played exactly the same way every time i think that's part of what makes it start to sound fake um which again like you know again i wasn't going my goal wasn't for it to be super produced it was to be like here's here's the form here's how i drop stuff in the form you know
1: this is one I'd be interested to have you like see you go back and like make your own. Cause a little bit like and I don't mean this as a diss, but it kind of sounded like if you were gonna sing Rush and there was a karaoke machine. Is that is that like that was that
0: was the vibe. I was like oh, and I no, didn't realize it's, it till it's afterwards. Absolutely like, rush. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it also feels more like your stuff, like the kind of like these layers of interesting rhythms kind of stacked on each other and, and complementing e- each other and then evolving over the movements. That's very much, when I think of your style of composing, that's kind of what I think is that kind of layering. Um, so that that totally came across. And with the transition, especially, like, to the chorus and stuff, like, it was very Rush-esque. Like, yeah, I, yeah it was right in there. But with the the kind of the timbre of the the guitar and that artificial sound, it just it kind of sounded a little karaoke backing track.
0: Right. <laughs> well, there are sometimes too, like where where Getty's bass will have that very like like punchy kind of like what was it yeah. like it, yeah like in the in the chorus, it was definitely like just the dur, 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 yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you know where you're. It, not that it's like like done with a pick but it definitely has more of yeah more of the attack noise than right. just like the, the the frequency aspect of it right um but yeah plus especially like the, the 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 triplet intro and outro that like that groove sort of doesn't happen anywhere else it's like you're like oh here's this triplet groove and also oh okay it's that you know yep. but by the end of it it just kind of like huh, kind of like it's like you're kind of floating out to sea or whatever and i was like did huh. you not think i was gonna uh, think rush I I I wasn't sure. I was, that's the thing is like, am I tooting my own horn being like, this sounds like a rush. But it's, I mean, it's definitely (laughs) like, like, I feel like two thousands rush, like, uh, like, like snakes and arrows. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I forget exactly what the years are in those, but like, yeah, like the snakes and arrows, um, Clockwork uh, um, clockwork angels, like in that, that where they're kind of like, Hey man, let's just get back into rocking, you know, like that kind of thing. But it's still, it's still them and it still has their edge. And it's not as like, um it's not as much of like oh we're gonna tell a 20 minute epic story it's just like uh you know this we're gonna write a rock song but it's not just any rock song you know Mm -hmm. Um, i think another thing with the kind of
1: the way these kind of loops can sound more artificially is like there's no there's no intentional dragging if that makes any sense like with with guitar parts and and drums depending on the groove like there's very much a like when everything is on the beat and quantized, right. it sounds like a computer produced it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where so with, with the riffs, even if they were waves, it was like perfect every time, same tonality right. every time, picked the same every time. So that that's that's nothing to do with how you put them together. That's just the the yeah. materials that you were working with. I was kinda disappointed I wanted another R and B rap thing. I was wanting more variations on that. I'm interested to see what <laughs> these other ones
0: are well that was the thing it was just kind of like let me play with some some loops and see what they have and kind of explore and kind of not go into it with a certain intention just be like, these are the loops I happen to find. And that was what I liked about this one is that it was all acoustic guitars. Like, I don't want to get into electric and get too much into, like, different types of distortion, whether they match or not. You know, it was like all acoustic guitar grooves. And it's like, okay, like, how much can I make this thing, like, rock or at least groove at the very least with just acoustic, you know, and without it just being, like, strummed chords. Like, it was, a lot of it was, like, licks, and that's kind of what I was looking for. Yeah.
1: The bass was pretty sick. I was I was impressed by that really consistently through this time. I didn't
0: notice the beat as much. I don't know why that was probably because it was just basic drum set sound, you know, it just kind of, it's just there. It's not like, Ooh, listen to the sounds of that drum set. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it kind of just blends in with everything else, you know? Um, So yeah, that, that, that maybe that's also why it sounds more like me like, Oh, this sounds like more like an acoustic drum set, you know, like if, Mm -hmm. if that was, you know, if this was a song I had actually written for a trio to play, that's what it would have been. It would have been an acoustic drum set, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, that's always a thing too, is kind of that back and forth between like something being produced live versus like, is this just for, this, for the sake of the, you know, recording? Is that the end in and of itself or is it a means to an end? You know, which, you know, obviously I'm not trying to start a rock band where we're going to tour, you know, and it's like, this needs to be played by three actual people. You know, it's like, no, it's just, you know, I was just dicking around, <laughs> but but yeah, in that context, I think you know with the the guitar and the bass, I think the the acoustic drum set sound fit a lot better um, than a, than an electronic drum set would in my opinion
1: well, it's interesting, like the headroom between this and the previous song, like mm-hmm. because it was very bass heavy and also like I, you were saying the sound quality versus garage band garage band's crazy now, yeah. like they've really kind of come into
0: their own rather I, I didn't than just being... this... oh, no, i was gonna say i didn't realize this before but it's basically like logic light like i've been using logic for a while and then i opened GarageBand. and i was like oh i know what where everything is <laughs> like yeah. i've seen this before and a lot of the the interfaces now
1: let or dawes now will let you load a different keystroke shortcut from like you can load the logic oh that's cool ones that so with studio one that i'm using it's the same kind of thing like they have a garage band setting and like everything like and i feel like GarageBand got a lot of a bad rap because it was like preloaded on every mac hmm. so it's like oh we put this in the hands of every asshole guitar player <laughs> across and it, it was is the trendy one like you could record yeah. what it, like what what quality were you getting but they've yeah. really made it robust like
0: yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Now I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole with a free version of GarageBand. You just like throw these fucking loops in there. That's my song.
1: <laughs> I used to play uh, guitar through GarageBand on my phone. Oh, nice. And you had to buy this cable connector and thing. Like, But it, even on the phone, it was pretty, like, you had, they did cab modeling. Like, you could put like vintage tweed tube oh, nice. amps with tremolo and shit on them. It was really cool. Um. Yeah. Okay. But back to to sound trap. Which sa- it's a trap. It's a sound. Trap. <laughs> All right. Number three.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, just wait. Oh fuck! <laughs> We'ren't expecting that. I bet.
1: I like this one a lot like i want to i want to take this and like write lyrics and record vocals to it that's how much i like this
0: i'll send you a link to the soundtrack file and you can i think i actually have two sound two drum sounds playing for the chorus
1: Putting these anti-solo sections in, and it's so cool. the most humor in that one i don't know why yeah just, i love how much fun.
0: fuzz you threw on that
1: it's oh i didn't throw <laughs> anything that's
0: exactly how it came and that's plop put it in there
1: <laughs> that like i also like the juxtaposition of kind of this almost the bass sounds like derpy in comparison yeah. to everything else it's so heavy. And you're yeah. featuring that in the sections that you think it's gonna go into some kind of like screaming guitar solo. It's doo deep do like it's this happy bass sound that sounds a little out of place, but it's like, no, that's that's the front man is the bass player, and he insists on that
0: tone. <laughs> he's he's not playing a bass guitar, he's playing a guitar in the bass range. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also well, the yeah. most dead like no resonance there's no reverb on it it's mm-hmm. just very like blink <laughs> like, right. very flat no that i like that one oh. a lot that that one <laughs> i think well, it's because it, i wasn't expect. It, it was funny because i mm-hmm. wasn't expecting it to kind of go into kind of grungy thrashy mm-hmm. place from there
0: and no, I, I I like that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the idea. is like, this This isn't a perfect thing, but it's like, well, this is what we started with. This is what we're going to finish. You know, it's like, you know, it's not, uh, yeah, like you said, like there could have been some reverb on the bass, but it's like, no, I'm not getting into that. It's just, it is what it is. Just go.
1: <laughs> I like this one. It just felt like it's such a deliberate choice. <laughs> like that, that <laughs> I think now you're playing with it more. I think it, the first was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting my feet wet. This is kind of, how this sort of song would sound but the other was like oh let's be rush why not let's be for rush this one's like let's just fucking have fun with it and (laughs) it it comes across like what (laughs) is this even but also like it felt the most like like a song you would hear some some garage band play like it was i don't know like it was really cool like And kind of the opposite of the acoustic guitars where, like, I was like, okay, I've heard this guitar sound a million times. It doesn't sound artificial or shitty. It just sounds fuzzy,
0: which was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird how stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, the more distorted something is, the more realistic it might sound because, you know, the less less pure it is, you know, yeah. Well, and, you know, and that was the other thing too, like what you said with that, that sort of anti-solo section is like... Oh my God. That's you know, so <laughs> your
1: thing though. And it so is. I was trying to find a word for it. It's like, no, that's that's not the solo section. It's the
0: anti-solo section. Well, and, and yeah, I, I like that. I think I'm going to use that. But the, well, the idea for me is that, you know, um, you know, again, in more classical form, we talk about, oh, this is the A section, and the B section, you know, have you, you have A and then B for contrast. And then if the piece is long enough, oh, you throw in C because eventually... The A and B, it starts to lose its sense of contrast. It's like, well, maybe the A and B section is just one big A section that we're repeating. It's not two different sections. So you throw in that C section. It's like, okay, was that the A and then this is the the B section? You know, so it's like this idea of contrast. And it's like, you know, that's something I was aware of in classical forms. And, you know, I never realized, oh, that's what the bridge is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're back and forth between this verse and chorus. You know, one's the A, one's the B. And it's like, if you just keep going back and forth between the two, it, those are going to get boring as hell. It's like, oh, well, this is just the same. So by throwing in that bridge, that, that C section, that third section, it's like, oh, well, this really changes things up now. Um, so that was sort of the thing. It's like, I've heard that term bridge and I never really knew what it was referring to. It's like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. So it's just something that's completely different from everything else, you know, and it's, you know, there to provide contrast. And yeah, you're right. That's where the solo would come in. Cause so it's like, well, we're singing words in the verses and chorus and the, you know, or maybe some songs they might just do another verse, but instead of words, we'll have the guitar solo come in, you know, like it smells like teen spirit. That's one of my favorite guitar solos. He's just playing the melody. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's, that sounds great. You know? <laughs>
1: Dude, that's um, exactly where you were going with it. like, this felt very, <laughs> very Pearl jam to be almost more surfy i don't know if that holds up but like it felt very surfy grunge to me okay
0: yeah i could i could see that yeah i mean it's it's whatever you want it to be i i don't i don't i'm not married to any ideas with this it was just like i I did it in a day it was a few hours boom done (laughs) i like how you brought for your topic watch joel listen to my music
1: I think that uh, on a podcast we record basically for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you found the even more meta way to make it about
0: you. <laughs> this is this is another thing that would happen in the ID office is be like I wrote You're something not wrong. Okay, You're let's listen. not wrong. <laughs> and like before I think you you had done that before before a podcast. I'm like, "Well, wait, why not make that part of the podcast?" you know. Yeah. I I'm not mad at it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs>
1: Narcissus table of one Yeah. <laughs> Will you be Dining alone today yes Except for my mirror <laughs> I'm all I need
0: I want all of the silver to be Polished <laughs> Alright number four
1: Okay
0: Fuck yes! Okay, (laughs) this is where I hit my stride. Yeah, turn this up on my end.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's I like that. This is like if Skrillex DJed the uh, party at the end of the world in the Matrix on the real Earth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my dream.
1: Almost got two tempos going on there in a great way. One's driving. Oh, shit. Fuck, man. Ah. <laughs> uh, have to talk over it because i don't know what quality my talking over it will yield
0: this way they'll have to just go to listen to the actual recording
1: son of a bitch
0: So that, that last sound at the end, that goes through the entire song. So it's like this distorted guitar just went... So it, like, kind of links the whole thing together as things are, like, changing around it. That's, like, coming in the middle of every phrase and swelling in and out. So even though it's something you've never actively heard before, that's why it makes so much sense at the end because it's been there the whole time.
1: You know you say saying, like, the best compliment you could give somebody is, I want to steal it and use it. So... I want to steal it and use it but I don't have no idea how you did it. <laughs> like, that that is you like I'm almost mad at how quickly it took you to go from the first one to this fourth one. In 4 days you worked out all of your bullshit about like this is new. I don't really <laughs> yeah. know how I feel in this this realm. And this one is just like so fucking
0: confident and perfect like god damn what was great about this one too is like since i first heard dubstep i was like i want to do dubstep but i don't know how to do like the technology of of like making all those bass wobbles and whatnot it's like oh look here's a bass wobble drop it in there do that do that do that you know that you would just play it like that one felt
1: like i don't know it just it worked really really well oh thanks and it, it's, it's like the first, like the, the third one worked. Cause you were playing with it. and You were aware of playing with it. Mm. And that's what came across was the humor. This, you were just like, no, I got this. And it cut like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. You get do, me to it's a like, festival. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> When's the beat drop? When's the beat going to drop?
0: <laughs> what's, what's uh, funny too, is like, um, like I, I, you know, I've been posting this stuff on social media and, I, um, I hadn't, uh, you know, like most of my sisters aren't really on my, my mom and sisters aren't really on social media. all that. One one of my sisters is. So I like posted it. We have like a group, a Facebook group chat. And I was just like, Oh, Hey, in case you, you all haven't seen this, like here's some songs I've been posting. And I just put them in there. And I think one of my sisters was like, Oh yeah, I heard them. another the one was like, Oh, I, I meant to listen to them or I listened to him. I meant to comment, whatever. And then my mom kind of gave her breakdown of all of them. And I I always love her, um, her sort of comments, cause she definitely tends to get very, she'll get very visual with certain things. And it's, it's funny to know, like, cause I think she even said, I don't really like the first one, but I'd be interested to see what it could be used in. And I was like, I was like, "Well done!" Like you know, it's, it's it's garbage, but maybe there's a place for it somewhere. Which, you know, and that was the thing is, it's like you know, kind of like when you know, as we've been talking, it's like I like I'm not in love with any of these really. So, you know, like I said, it's not even my own material. I am three and four. So, I'm, I'm yeah. in love with those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what she said about the fourth one is like it sounds like it could be used in a Transformers movie. And I was like. Pfft. <laughs> my mom gets it <laughs> get michael bay on the phone <laughs> well it was funny too is i remember the first time i heard dubstep i was like it sounds like transformers fucking like that's yep. what this is this yep. is fuck music for transformers <laughs> i like this and i remember too like the first time i heard it, i was ready to make fun of it i was like this is amazing Good. wait what <laughs> what <laughs> it got yeah, it got hate
1: for no reason. I do not understand the hate yeah. for dubstep. Like, I mean, it, it had a really short half-life. Like, I feel yeah. like it, it it still played at clubs and stuff, but it's not, like... Disco had a huge tenure, mm. and it hung around for a long time. Yeah. Like, whereas dubstep seemed to kind of, like, be a blip in the middle of the 2000s and the teens. Like...
0: yeah. I mean, part of it, I wonder if like, you know, how much, how much time does it take to like create those drops? And is it like, okay, it just wasn't worth it. You know, it's like, let's just do regular, you know, EDM where you've got kind of one, one kind of texture going the whole time as opposed to like, let's create basically what's an EDM track and then have this middle sec, this, this, you know, these, these choruses or however you want to look at those sections and like that just like blows everything up. And it's just like, you know, I don't, maybe, maybe that's the thing, maybe like in terms of like the dance aspect of it and the trance aspect of it, maybe it pulled you out of whatever trance that, you know, the people who are listening to EDM want to go into a trance and this is yanking them out of it. Um, I don't I mean, that's the thing is I, I never like listened to it as dance music. I appreciate it as music to listen to, you know? Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I loved it. I love, that's one of the things I, one of my biggest criticisms about a lot of EDM is just how how much the same it is for so long. Right. You know, and that's what I loved about dubstep was that it just like took, Oh, here's this thing. Now we're going to do the exact opposite of that. It was like, yes, that's a perfect contrast to what I've been listening. Yeah. to. Yeah.
1: Well, also just contrast in general, right? Like that, that's what that, that was the main factor for me is just like, not only is it building to something, it fucking delivers when yeah. it gets there that's the that's the thing that's like that's why those those uh uh comedy sketches about like the beat never dropping and people mm-hmm. like losing their shit cuz like yeah. we're building to this thing we're building right. like it, it's it's just and that, for me EDM just had a very kind of monotonous transical like not not really going anywhere it might progress but it didn't have the contrast is the the, the word for it like the dramatic contrast that dubstep does yeah
0: like, and maybe that's part of it maybe maybe as a result of that maybe as an answer to that like they found a way to have contrast but without losing the trance part of it maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of maybe newer edm is doing that where it's like okay we can we can have a different section but without like you know throwing you on the floor with it <laughs> which mm-hmm. i like to be throwing the floor with it
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the, the key of peace feel <laughs> so the key uh, yeah yeah he and Peel skit where <laughs> where like was it like his like nose starts bleeding and like puts in the window yeah. like pull his tooth out or something like that. Well, they're, they're packing like they're yeah. they're
1: moving one of the guys out and they're like throwing they're all this shit. Yeah. And They're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> he ju- I get it now. <laughs> he jumps out the window. Yeah, perfect. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> perfect encapsulation. All right, song five if it was like the Blue Danian or something. (laughs) (laughs) You just took one sample of like all of the Blue Danian. (laughs) That would not be three minutes long. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bruh. I'm terrified and also intrigued. (laughs) Oh, God, this sounds like the soundtrack to Under the Skin. (laughs) Oh, nice. Oh, wow. This might be our first one we post to YouTube. It's like black panther running across a field. Nice. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So See that? that one felt the most cinematic. Yeah, that that yeah, that's what I was it's thinking. It's crazy too. this fucking progression that you went through. Like in five days. Like. <sighs> I hate how much I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell thank like, you no yeah exactly no it's definitely it's definitely yeah. been as a compliment i'm just like like the you worked out any kind of like i it would be ring rust or like just awkwardness with like not under like using the materials like you you made you made the stuff dance within five days what the fuck like <laughs> How... Imagine if I had kept at it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I, I'm. I don't know. Like it's very much a journey through these five tracks. Like because four is total confidence, and five is total confidence, and also, hey, I want to be a film co- a p- composer. Like that's right. what I wanted. Like the. <sighs> Like I wanted, it sounded like it should be in like uh, an Afrofuturism film. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it had very much like, and it like
0: very submerged. Like it, it was it was really cool. Like I, yeah, wow, yeah, that one's definitely my favorite. I mean, I guess to be fair, like the order that I like them goes from you know earliest to to most recent. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. they definitely I think you know. Although to be fair, part of me does like the second one a little more than the third. The you know the rush one. Mm-hmm. just cause like, I don't know if it has to do with like how jarring it is going from the, the garage band sound to the, the soundtrack, then back to garage band. It's just like, um, but you know, it, but it's also one of those things that's like, yeah, this is, it may not be my favorite song, but like, you you know, you liked three, you know, better than some of the others, which is, you know, that's not one of my favorites, but like, that's, that's part of it. I think at some point what's good about an exercise like this is that, yeah, not every song you write has to be your favorite song because it's going to be, it might be someone's favorite song, you know, like, and actually that's a lesson I should have learned from, from Kevin Smith, because like at one point, I think he said that Rats is his least favorite film that he's made, but that's my favorite of all of his that he's made, you know? And it's like, man, imagine if he just didn't do that because it's like, yeah, I don't like this. I think this is garbage as compared to my other films. I'm like, that's, that's brilliant. That's your best one. What are you talking about? You know? Um, same thing with, I feel like Rush doesn't like Caress of Steel all that much. And that's one of my favorite albums of theirs, you know, oddly enough, like this thing that they were like, ugh, like, I'm like, yeah, no, like I think you nailed it. I mean, it's not my, <laughs> my number one favorite, but it's, it's up there, you know? So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's part of it is like, you know, just, yeah, even if you don't love it, get it done and put it out there and you know, learn, like learn from it, you know? And um, yeah. And I don't know. And I, I think part of it too is like, you know, I guess hoping like, You know, I've seen lots of people who are kind of doing things like there's one. It's a video game music um, and they do like it will do like seven days of VGM. and It'll be like, you know, we're going to do a particular type of video game and I'm going to give you a different theme every day. And you write, you know, some music every day. Um, And I tried doing it a few times. and They're like, oh, even if you only write four bars and it's a sketch, it's like, no, I'm going to finish it. You know, and (laughs) I ended up doing four days and running out of steam because it was like. You know, again, that was all original, but but I love the idea of that of kind of having this challenge of like, okay, let's do a bunch of material. And I've seen people do that before. Um, You know, was it some uh, one of my friends did a thing? It was like January, where every day in January he did like a new track and everything. Um, You know, and I think that was part of it for me too. Is that like uh, number one, getting to know the software better to be able to produce something quicker, but number two, being able to say like whatever this is, it's good enough, you know, let it be what it is and move on to something else. Like don't take track one and work on that for two months, you know? Right. And then, you know, it's like, you know, if if it comes back to it, you know, it's like, Oh, here's what I would have done different on this one. Okay. Let's do that. Or, or, you know, uh, you know, most of this track is garbage except for the bridge. I love the bridge. All right. Well, I'll use that in this other thing later on. Like, let's put, you know, we can Frankenstein together a good song from all the, the pieces from all the other stuff or whatever. Um, but yeah, just to kind of get it done and get it out there, and and again, that's part of why I wanted to have the disclaimer: is it's not like oh, in one day I wrote these songs from scratch. It was like no, I totally just took these loops and threw them in. So it wasn't like I built it from the ground up. But you know, but that wasn't part. Of it. I mean, eventually, I'd, i I want to get to that point where I will just like play four bars of something and be like, even if I don't love it, that's the four bars I'm using. That's my verse. Go next next section. You know. Mm. So did you feel like?
1: Did it it take you less time each day? Uh,
0: probably about the same okay. because I think as I got more familiar with what I was doing, where you would think it would take less time, you were just diving more me, in, right? That's, allowed me more time, what I was yeah, to, to tweak things and be a little more particular. Um, yeah, like if you well, if you look like on on my YouTube, I actually have like a, a video of the um. The, the file in the DAW. So oh, you can shit. see like how many tracks each thing has and what it looks like. And you can definitely see the difference with some of them, how like, oh, this actually, I think on one of them, because for some reason on GarageBand, I couldn't figure out how to like shrink all the tracks down. Uh-huh. So song five actually has tracks that you can't see because they're like, uh-huh. below the edge <laughs> of the screen, you know. Um, like, I know how to do that in Logic. There's, like, a slider for it, and it's, it zips it up, and it's, like, you could look at a whole song in, like, this much space, but yeah. I couldn't figure that out in Logic. And, and, again, I wasn't going to spend a bunch of time on that, you know. Um But, but yeah, like, there was definitely, like, oh, I could add this little thing and this little nuance and, you know, little, little pieces. Plus, like, yeah, my workflow got faster. Like, how to, like, when I bring a, a loop in, where to put it so that yeah. I can kind of keep track of where everything is um that was another good thing that was part of this project like yeah like just improving my my overall workflow flow in the programs in general um you know because for some reason i had it in my head like oh i've got to put all the bass in one track and then all the guitar in another track but then it like moving stuff around gets so complicated so it's like nope each loop gets its own track and then i can move them around and do it that way and you know which seems obvious to people who have been doing that for a while but for me it wasn't like i have no no formal training in using a dodge, just kind of me dicking around. And that. so that's a big part of what this was for me too, is just to like get used to how to use it and start developing a workflow. So that when I do sit down to do some original stuff, I know how to approach it. You know?
1: That's crazy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm
0: almost mad <laughs> at the progression. You should just, do it. Just do it. That's the thing. Like, well, that's like the, like, get, the, go ahead. You know, Get a Soundtrap account, or I don't know if you said you have GarageBand. I don't know if you have, like, um...
1: I have, have it for you're... my iPad. Like, it, I don't know if uh, PreSonus or through Studio One has... I mean, there's loops and stuff, but they're. I yeah. think they're they're not exhaustive. Okay. Use, them,
0: use them anyway. Use what well, they have. The is, like, use I... them up and then move on to yeah. something else, you know? That's
1: true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the closest thing I got to, to this kind of thing was... I was house-sitting... And I brought a guitar and some recording equipment and I was like, I'm just gonna set up in this house's bathroom Mm -hmm. and and play through I think I had ten or eleven songs that I I've been working on and writing for years and never really put down like a master recording of it. I was like, because it's always like I I get out of practice and I have to re not relearn it, but like re remember them and then get my fingers back to, to where they need to be and play them. So I was just like, okay, uh, one mic in the bathroom recording acoustic and vocals just all the way through, no stopping, record every beat of it. Yeah. I did that for like three nights in a row and just fatigued at different rates. And I, I don't know if I haven't gone back to see if any But the idea was that was my practice. So once I got them under my fingers enough to go four or five days in a row straight through that whole thing, when I went to record them, then it would be easy because yeah. I just would have put in the road, the road hours, the road time on them. Um, I don't know that I could write a song in a day. Like, I mean, I could put together a beat and like, like something like the man in, in black, the the theme song for this, that, that was a night, but it was like 10 a.m. to or 10 p.m. to. 3am like that's that's when i worked on that but it it didn't become a song until i played it for you and you gave me feedback and and i was able to pull it you know what i'm saying like i think right um i just takes me forever and i get hung up on really silly things and i'm very limited by like I have to play the guitar
0: part here. I really do. Yeah. That's another thing is like, I didn't have to play any of this stuff. This was just me sitting at my laptop. So yeah, if you've got to perform the stuff in, that's a whole different story, you know, and getting, getting a decent recording, um, you know, so yeah. So I, I totally understand that, that part of it.
1: But I do like, I, I, I feel very inspired by this and also,
0: like ashamed (laughs) no so okay so here's part of it too is like maybe someday i'll actually launch this as like a challenge like on social media like hey everybody let's do this and post your stuff probably not because i don't think i'm that guy like i'll probably post my stuff and if people do it then that's cool but like um but but the like the some of the parameters that really helped me were like i said uh stick to like a basic song form of intro verse pre-chorus chorus uh, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. You know, that's all I ever do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, but like, but, but I feel like if it, if it happens naturally, that's one thing. But if you're kind of like having that realization, it's like, Oh, that's only like what, like four, four sections. Yeah. Right. Like verses, the chorus, the pre-chorus and the, um, the bridge. Sorry. So five in the intro slash outro, Mm -hmm. like, which I did as the same thing, you know, So it's really only five sections of music you have to write. And then the other part of it too is like, just do each one as eight bars, you know, and don't worry about like, oh, well, should it be eight or four? Just, just fuck it. Do eight bars. If you get, or if you get bored with a section, all right, I'm going to delete these four bars because this section is too long. Like, fine. But like, you know, go into it, just not really worrying about the length of things. Like do, do it cookie cutter, you know? Mm -hmm. At least start with that. Like if you, if you do it that way and you are like, I hate that this section is so long. I want the pre-chorus to only be four bars, then fine. Delete four bars. Like it's not saying that you, you can't deviate from that, but, but start with that, you know, get, you know, just, just kind of even, even if you have to record everything yourself, approach it that way. I'm going to record, you know, four bars for my verse and I'm going to loop it. So it ends up being eight bars. Plop okay, what do I want for the chorus? How about this? Sounds great. Let me record that. Well, that was only two bars. Okay. So I'm going to loop that four times. Plop. There's my chorus. Done. You know, like, that's, and, you mean, that's, I, of- like,
1: that's good practice. Cause I'm constantly overly precious about like, well, if this one lyric, like, just, just move on to the next one. If you don't like, don't have, you don't have to have three verses. Like, why, why right. are you committed to that?
0: Like, and, and I, obviously, also, like, I also didn't do words. That was another thing that right, made it a that, lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There weren't any lyrics that I was writing. That's a whole other ball game. You know,
1: that's the other thing. It's like so many times I think about like, oh, is that a stupid rhyme? Why am I using that word? And then I'm thinking about like all of my favorite lyrics. of like, corny as shit. There's no reason. Like they just rhymed the easiest word there. Give yourself the license to do that too. Like, yeah, no. This this would be a good exercise in the like you have to produce something at the end so okay is this serviceable move on to the next thing that that is something i'm terrible at and would would like to get better at it's not going to take me five days to get fucking just flawless you you don't
0: don't know and and, and yeah well it's not it's not flawless first of all the second of all it's still not any of my own material you know again, like you molded it in a way like do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like no, no, yeah, for you to no, go I from. Well, um, no, I'm just saying, but if you were to do it, you would probably be using all of your own original material. So that's a much bigger feat to, to, you know, so of course, if, if you didn't get to the same point in five days, it's because you're, you're sculpting your own original material, not just fucking around with loops. You know, I know that, that yes, there was a, 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 a creative input that i had in putting those together but if i if i started tomorrow saying okay i'm going to start with all new material like it would be probably even worse garbage and it would probably take even longer to get to a point where i could finish something
1: it's just that, you know in five days it sounded like you that that is the thing <laughs> that is blowing my mind is like you you're talking a lot about like i didn't write any of this i don't like there's a disclaimer on it i I don't consider this composing in in the way that I would normally, like it sounded like you though, <laughs> by the end, it was like all the things, like the confidence and the layering and this kind of call and response and these kind of references that permeate a thing and come back in, in fun ways. Like it, it's just incredible. I mean, this is what you're trained to do. Like, this is how your mind works. So it shouldn't be a surprise, but it, it, it's f- <laughs> it's it what is it the uh the professor in um goodwill hunting some day most days i wish i'd never met you because <laughs> i know you're out it's like the whole uh, uh and mozart thing in amadeus like just knowing you're out there and producing shit makes me feel like why am i
0: trying <laughs> i think you mean mozart and butch cassidy <laughs> Do you even get that reference? Yes, I do. It's an okay. office reference. Okay, That's sure. how.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's actually very sweet, uh, Zeke. Uh, for all of his groomsmen for his wedding, he gave us all little movie quotes and TV quotes, and that was the one that he did for our relationship with Cassidy and the Mozart. So don't fucking gatekeep me on office trivia. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Coming to my dojo. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> No, I think like I, I it's good for a relationship to, to to not be on the same level all like but like I don't know. I feel like we've both in our friendship we've been like, fuck, you're really talented <laughs> on both sides. I this one's just hitting me like a boulder right now. <laughs> cause well I've and, never listened to five of your songs in a row and it's killing me.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, i could also probably trace this back to when our original plan for this podcast was that i was going to compose the theme and Um, you're like oh i was dicking around with this i was like fuck i cannot write something better for this podcast than what you did when you were just dicking around for a night so we're using it you know this is the
1: other problem that i i knew that i started this that like i was you're like fuck that that we're not doing this again (laughs) i will not be shown up again i mean no if i hadn't hadn't shown you anything (laughs) this never
0: would have happened i had a secret thing up on you (laughs) no it wasn't it yeah yeah that's true you definitely had a thing on me but no it wasn't out of spite it was it was i i I mean yeah i didn't come to this with the i inspired you yeah you inspired Which is what this
1: whole podcast is about is us inspiring each other right yeah so but 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 no like i'm inspiring you now to suck a dick you fucking talent (laughs) motherfucker
0: (laughs) to to be to be fair too though is that there i don't know like like talent's a weird thing and this is something that i feel like uh i've gone back and forth with uh throughout my life is that i don't i mean i don't know that i would call it talent if I was if I was 16 in producing this maybe that's talent maybe that's like oh I have this raw power that I've been born with but but I've I've been on this planet for over 4 decades for for two score years <laughs> and it's two scores, Tim. Like and it's zero, right? It's it's taken me. I mean, like you know, like 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 we we're saying, like with dubstep. Look look at when dubstep came out. Look how long it took me to write something in a dubstep style. Like this is this is also not. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not easy. It is it is it is work. I just so happen to love the work. You know, um, so so. I don't think that uh, I I guess part of what I'm trying to say is like, you know, the part of you that's kind of like, yeah, like the, 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 the the fuck you for your talent kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's such a small amount of talent and most of it is just like digging in and, 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 and doing it, you know? And, and I think that's the, I learned that what's, what's sad is I learned that as I'm getting older, when it's like, you know, and it's getting harder to do the work because I'm tired and I'm old and it's like, like fuck! If I had been doing this work, like just doing the work and not relying on, like, oh, I'm talented, I, I probably would be a lot better than I am now. Mm. And and I think that's that's part of it. Is it's not. I, I the more I do it and the more I'm learning, it's not it's not magic. You know, it's not like I've been gifted with this thing that no one else can do. It's because I've been working at doing this thing for about twenty twenty five years now. You know, and and so it's it's. It's it's good it, on the one hand to show like okay all that hard work is paying off, but on the other hand it's like like fuck it had to take twenty five years <laughs> to be able to throw some fucking loops together in GarageBand. God, what would it be like if creatives were not insecure? Like what kind of not insecure and didn't have to work bullshit jobs? That's yeah, that's well. the other thing I hold to is it like if I was you know there have been so many days
1: the last two weeks where I've been like on my my guitar pedal board shit again like doing research listening to tone comparisons and shootouts and stuff and like what i want to get next and i'll it it just tanks my productivity for work like i have it on in the background i'm doing stuff and then i get to a lull and i'm like why the fuck am i doing this and not playing music and by the time i'm ready to play music it's like late and we have neighbors and Mm. gotta get all the shit out put all the shit back like it, this is a good reminder. Well, and I, I feel like I didn't mean for you to apologize for your achievement by no, no, no. voicing my instinct. Cause uh, like <laughs> it's fucking rad. It's really cool. And well, it, it, I, it's always special that I get to, sh- you share it with me and I get to, to react in real time with you, with your work. That's something that's really cool. And like, don't don't diminish it. Like I, I I appreciate you kind of like saying, hey, it's been twenty years, but it's also like that's a lot long, long time to commit to something and get good at it. Like that's it. It, it shows, and so we both need to be better at taking compliments, right? <laughs> and that's also
0: fair. need to be yeah. more. I need to be more supportive of you rather than just like fuck you, man. Well, no, I mean, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the, the, the fuck you, I do take as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reaction I was hoping for. (laughs) Yeah, Cause that was what I did to the the theme song. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, so, and as you were, you were talking about your pedal to it, like, it gave me an idea for like, if you were going to do this, like, like have your, cause see, I feel like I remember, I know what it's like getting wrapped up in that. Like, Oh, I like this sound, but I like this sound like this sound. What about this? So, but the idea is that you kind of feel like, if I'm going to do this, I've got to find the perfect sound. It's like, no, just do one sound every day. Like, you yeah. know, like for example, if it was like, you know, I know you're, the, what is it, the, you're not the, the, the floor pod, but the one you have with like the pedals with just the sounds. Yeah, my, my pedal board. The Digitech, right? Oh, yeah, 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 this one. Yeah. So just every day, just start with zero or one or whatever, and just each day, Go to the next one. Be like, this is the sound I'm using for the song I'm doing today, and then just write write a song around that sound, and just put it together. You know, because then I feel like part of what's helpful with that too is it it forces you to not be like, well, this this section is defined de- defined by the fact that I'm using chorus, and then this mm-hmm. section is defined by the fact that I'm using flange. It's like if you have to take one effect and then write a contrast like a contrasting section to get through the whole song on that one effect, you know, and again, it may not all be great, but just, just do it. You know, that's, that's sort of the thing, you know, like, like, you know, stick to, you know, and then like you said, you have to play everything. So stick to the stuff you can play easily. What are, what are your favorite chords? I mean, that's something that I'm going to get into like at some point again, when I finally do original stuff is like, okay, like, these are the chords I know on guitar. I haven't played in a while, so I'm probably going to stay away from bar chords, you know?
1: (laughs) There's no reason anybody should play bar chords ever.
0: (laughs) I mean, mean, you know, they're they're great if you can do them, but, you know, like... Just stick
1: a capo on there like a person. (laughs) That's one of the first purchases I ever made was a capo. And I bought two of them just in (laughs) case. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've falling back into the the guitar pedal thing where it's like the next pedal is the thing that's going to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. So I bought two different ones and it's just, they they come Friday. So I'll let you know if they end up, but nice. No, I think that's a good idea of like dial in just a a, a consistent sound and you can, that's the other thing. I just need to lay it down in some sense. I need to get it recorded in Mm -hmm. some form. And I could tweak it later if I wanted to, because I've got songs that have been bouncing around my head for years and I haven't put down a definitive, I think mainly out of kind of like nervousness about it. And I think that's, yeah. and again, it's always this kind of thing is like, okay, I'm, I go through a period where I'm not playing guitar as much. So I'm forgetting everything and I've got to work back up to that point. And then is there time to do it? So yeah. like to, to, to set a goal like one a day, that would be pretty badass. Yeah.
0: Another recommendation I would make, and again, this isn't a rule like do what you want, but don't start with songs that have been rolling around in your head because they, they're, they are going to be too precious because they've been taking up real estate for so long. You're not going to want to just throw them down and throw them away in a day. Like start, start fresh with something new. Doesn't matter if it's good or not, you know, like, like pick an effect, play a lick be like oh that was kind of cool let me try that again oh but add this little note cool oh i like that lay it down done boom next section you know like like don't yeah that's 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 for me i i had to stop myself from doing that too because it's like oh well here's this thing and kind of going into things with preconceived notions and it's like no like just just do something new like make do with what you have you know like you know, like start, yeah, like play a new chord progression, you know, or, or take two chords that you, you know, are the most boring two chords, but then find a third chord that makes them interesting. Something, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, like just, you know, and just be like, boom, there it is three chords. That's my section done. You know, like, um, I wonder like that, if I yeah. should also try doing
1: things more piecemeal. Cause I always feel like when I'm recording, I have to go the whole length of the song right yeah it's not a performance
0: exercise it's a a songwriting
1: exercise and that's that's the thing is like maybe i would that's the other thing like i'm like i gotta be able to play it because when i tour i want to fucking play it and sing let's just fucking make the song dude like learn it later that's a good idea but that's the thing like if you get this chord progression down and your fingers fucking hurt record the four bars of it and loop
0: it just fucking Yeah, we have the technology, right? Yeah, yeah. Copy and paste. You know, you don't have to play it once for the first verse and play it again for the second verse. Copy and paste it. I, uh, it's frustrating. Like all these things that I I know
1: I know, but I have to hear it from somebody else to like. Internalize and again, like it. I said,
0: like it took me forty three years for this occur to occur to me. Be like, do do this. This will. This is a fun little exercise, but like it'll it'll break you out of everything you're used to, you know. And it's I, I mean. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I've learned from like having private teachers is, is how to have your teacher's voice in your head Mm. being like, if I show this to my teacher, what are all the things they're going to tell me is wrong with it and figuring those things out for yourself and then fixing them on your own, you know, and, and also for me, being a teacher helps, you know, thinking about what if my student brought this to me, what would I tell them to do differently? And and, and and a lot of that also comes from the things that I've been teaching my students that I was like, fuck, if someone had told me this when I was 10 years old, 15 years old, I'd be way better now. Yeah. So it's like, this is what I tell people, you know, oh, like right. looking at myself is like, how would I improve myself and then tell other people to do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally use one of your uh, uh, nuggets of advice where like practicing, because I had never heard the thing is like, do not practice from the start to the finish. Right practice the thing that you're fucking up every time in isolation right and then you can incorporate it so uh when zeke and we Zeke we went to zeke's wife's birthday we went karaoke mm-hmm. and zeke was like working on this one song and he was like telling me about like this one part's difficult It's like well use this like just practice <laughs> that one in isolation it felt so like sage like he's like fuck i'm gonna try that i was like yeah i didn't even give you credit <laughs> i'm giving <laughs> you fine. credit now I know is one of our few and and lovely listeners, but uh, that that was a Tim Gerard original. There, you be like, "Fuck!" Now,
0: every time Joel tells me something, I'll be like, "Did Tim tell?" Me <laughs> Are you a puppet? <laughs> Have you no soul? Now I just want to
1: make music, like, but also I'm sad, so I don't know. If <laughs> that's the other thing, is like, here's a question: Do, okay. do can you write when you're depressed?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um. I think it's, yeah, it can be tough to do in stuff that needs to be inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I like about what I do is like, if, if I'm not feeling like in the mood because I'm like, you know, upset or down, like, yeah, like I, I, I don't know that throughout my life, I've really written a lot of music because I've been you know, depressed or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's always, something i can do like okay here's this this score that i have to pretty up so let me work on that you know um which isn't creative it's necessarily just making the thing look good you know right. or let me take this pre-existing thing um actually sometimes that i think is what works is if i listen to old stuff and kind of get myself like yeah, like oh wow, this is this is pretty good. Yeah, I should do more of this. You know, like that that kind of helps get me more in the mood. Um I mean, if I'm really down, then it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch TV. Like I definitely have days like that, you know. Yeah. Um I just I feel like when I was in middle school and stuff, like I I would
1: journal and feel like I was having to like catch myself up on my whole life. Mhm. Like writing to my future self. Right. Instead of, and it was always, like, whenever I wrote, it was like, this girl doesn't like me back. This breakup was sucky. Like, it was always, like, when I was writing from a place of, like, hurt, it never produced anything cool or, like, valuable. It never, it wasn't even cathartic. Like, getting it out just felt like work. Yeah. Instead of, like, so, like, whenever I've written something, like sad song lyrics or anything it hasn't been because i was particularly sad it was just like that story of the song unfolded and it happened to be sad yeah like i had one song where I was like i i think i had texted uh jake about it's like dude this is sad i don't know if i want to have written this he's <laughs> like you just gotta let it sometimes you gotta write a sad one <laughs> like yeah. i yeah it's 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 something with quarantine and just kind of me I don't know coming of age in my depression. That's mm. not a healthy way of thinking about. It. But like recovering from my my retail therapy, treating undiagnosed depression. Like right. I've considered like creative acts while depressed, not wouldn't be helpful. Seems mm. to be a, a different form of wallowing. I don't know. I feel well, like I can... music and stuff like generations since sends me into more of a a euphoric like letting things go rather than creating something out of the the set i don't know like Mm. i like blues music but i don't feel like i've ever written from a blues place i don't know just saying things
0: (laughs) yeah no no i i mean i see what you're saying too like if you're if you're like in a bad place and if yeah like the idea of of wallowing I guess isn't good, but if, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, even if you write a sad song, like someone may hear that and that may help them deal with their own sadness. So that I think there's, you know, um, I mean, I think, if, you know, it probably it's probably not a good idea to be like, you know, I'm going to write this sad song so I can bring everybody down. I mean, I don't think that's how it works. I think, you know, people wouldn't listen to a sad song if they're in a good mood, you know. Um, so I think there's definitely a place for sad songs, you know, and if, if it helps you, then do it. But yeah, don't feel like, you know, it should be something that should be helping, you know. Um I feel like that's a lot of things. Like, I feel like
1: it was kind of an assumed thing, like during quarantine that like creatives were going to create, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that was a big assumption. And it felt like, I don't want to be, it's it's miserable enough. Why am I thinking about it and cre- putting it into some like, yeah. Is that weird? I, I don't.
0: Well, I I think a lot of it is that a lot of creatives had to rethink how they're creative during quarantine, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, with me, it's definitely pushed me more so into like the, the digital realm, you know, like, you know, again, being a classically trained composer, like, I usually write stuff that's on sheet music, and then an orchestra plays it. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're barely getting to the point now where enough people can get to, not that I've got commissions that I'm waiting for, where people are like, please let my orchestra play your piece. But like, you know, that that wasn't an option for so long. So it's like, all right, I'm not going to focus my energy on writing for an orchestra, you know. So I'm going to focus on my sample libraries. I'm going to focus on film scoring. I'm going to focus on getting to learn how to use DAWs and using, you know. And so I think maybe that's part of it is like, it's not that, uh, and I'm just speaking for myself that, you know, I didn't produce more stuff. I used the opportunity to, you know, come up with new ways to produce stuff and, and, and work with what I had and, you know, and now how we're kind of getting into this idea of like, oh yeah, we have Soundtrap, you know, and I feel like that was probably a response to COVID. I don't know how new it is, but a way for people to be able to record together in different places all over the place, you know, and you know, do it, um, you know, not live, but at least you can kind of all collaborate on something from different locations, you know? Um, so, like, that that type of thing. I feel like stuff like that has grown out of it. Um, even though it's not – we've produced more stuff, I think we're being more creative about how we're being creative, you know? Um, so – so yeah, and that's that's something I've struggled with too. Like I should have so much more stuff, given the fact that I've been out of work for a year and just that. But it's just like yeah, like like we've all been dealing with this. It's not like we've had a vacation. It's not like I've been on sabbatical, you know? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean yeah, de- definitely you know don't 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 be hard on yourself. That's not that you know that's not um, that's not helpful. But not I mean not to not that. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing probably with, yeah, with a lot of creative people is just being hard on yourself, being like, I should be doing this. Why can't I do this? I wish I could do this. And I mean, you know, yeah, I wish I could do that. Like that's, that, that makes sense. But like, you know, if, if you're not doing something you want to be doing, there's no point kind of beating yourself up about that, you know? and Yeah. Um, you know, and that's one of the things I've, I've, I still work on. I've gotten better at it, but like, you know, like if I need to take a day to just sit and, binge watch Netflix, like that's okay. Just do that. And tomorrow you'll probably kick a ton of ass because you took a day off, you know, type right. of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. I thought of this earlier, a, a, a trick that you could use that might work for you. Cause this is what I did without, I mean, I didn't do it intentionally, but tell yourself, I have to finish this thing. I don't want to do. And then I can start doing a song a day. Ah. Make yourself wait <laughs> until you have to do something else <laughs> shitty. And then you'll be like, no, fuck it. I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. That's exactly the kind of
0: motivation I need. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'll do this, you know, starting, starting Monday, you know, or starting next weekend, you know, let's get through this week and then I go to work all next week. So next weekend I'll start and by Monday. You'll be like, fuck this place and fuck this. I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I feel like, me buying the MIDI keyboard was definitely like a response to COVID too. So I think yeah, like yeah. It, that came from a place where it's like, I'm home more. I can plug in, not wake anybody up. That's the other thing is like when you're producing music that you're singing and performing through yeah. an acoustic or even electric makes some noise, that's also a limiting factor. So yeah. like when I was making beats, like again, 4am, just like right. did not yawn once. Cause it's just like, in the zone really fun like yeah yeah so that that is definitely i'm 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 excited i i don't know what form it will take i don't know if it will be i i'd like to try it for at least a couple of days like to do a song a day i think that would be yeah wicked
0: well and and again like like i said i took the i i should have taken the focus off a song a day meaning like every single day and instead making it a song in a day in a day yeah. you know? Like, even if you do it just on Saturdays, like every Saturday, I'm going to write a song start to finish, you know, like, you know, and if you if you want to take the week to think about it and maybe get some ducks in a row and be like, once Saturday comes, boom, whatever happens, I got to lay it down, you know, Um, you know, if you've got to kind of budget your time and say, like, okay, I'm only giving myself from noon to three o'clock to lay down guitar parts. Then after that, it's bass and drums or whatever, you know, like you know, whatever, whatever is going to work for you, for your workflow. But, you know, I, you know, I think for me, you know, the the important part was, was finishing it, you know, saying it's done, going to post it. That's it. You know, not tweak it some more tomorrow and then play around with it the day after that. And then realize I don't like this section and try to rewrite that section the day after that. that is like, Nope, this song is done. Move on. Like, you know, it is, it is what it is kind of thing. You know, if, uh, you know, and like I said, like the the third song I did wasn't one of my favorites, but you liked that one, so it's like that was you know, like something. Yeah, something you may not be too fond of could be someone else's favorite thing that you've done. So it's like, okay, cool.
1: So weird, like to think of like you're making art because you want to make art, but you also wanted to have an audience, so you produce something that's not your favorite thing, but it's good enough for somebody else. It's just such a
0: weird. Well, Well, cause it's like I said, not wrong, like I'm not saying it's
1: wrong or anything. Just, I was just looking at it from this other perspective where it's like, how strange it is that we're doing art because we can't do anything else. Don't love doing anything else. And then the, the things that we have to do to produce the art and get it in front of people. Like, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Well, and you know, and like I said, I think that's part of it too, is like, it's, it's, it's loving the work and the process, you know, like like that third song was a step, you know, from the second to the fourth, you know, it was a step in the progression. So, you know, like there, there, there were things about it that I, that I did like, but th- part of it was, yeah, it was meant to be kind of like kind of going against expectations and stuff like that, which isn't like, so I guess what, part of what I'm saying too is like I, I went into it with the intention of like, Oh, this is kind of this weird, awkward mishmash of things. And I guess part of it is like, I don't want my style to be defined by that kind of thing. The way, like you said, the fifth one sounded like me, like that's like, Hey, here's a like, or like, for example, like if we look at, you know, like look at the the movie mumble themes, right.
2: Yeah.
0: How there are some of those that like are, are my favorites because of like, you know, how much they sound like the scores and I got to play in that universe for a while. But, um, but, like, uh, Noah had said early on, like, one of his favorites was the Pi soundtrack, the Pi Movie Mumble theme, which that was one of the more difficult ones for me. Like, again, getting into the nitty-gritty of these electronic sounds and everything. Um, I, I did not enjoy making that one, you right. know. But, like, but but he liked that one. And it's like, okay, it's good to know that this is something I can do and that it's effective and people will enjoy it. But it's not what I want to be known for and have to do recreate that every single time, you know. Um, and I guess that's part of it. Is like the, it, you know, for me as a composer and as you know, ideally a film composer, the idea is being able to. Um, there was there was a, I saw this panel of other film composers, and one of them said, "As a film composer, you have to be able to hack the vibe of any genre." And. Like, I feel like by having Noah say he liked it, I was like, okay, I hacked the vibe of this genre. I don't want this to be the only genre I write in, but at least I could do that. You know, same thing with track three. Like this was, this was weird and quirky and silly and a weird mishmash of things. I don't want every piece I write from now on to sound like that, but you know, it kind of, it, it was a thing and I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the process of putting it together and I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the fact that even though that bass sound and the guitar sound didn't really fit, the fact that I could say like, well, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're going together. I'm not going to change them. I'm not going to tweak them to make them, you know, gel better or whatever. It just, it, it just, you know, stayed the way it was. Um, so I think, you know, and I think, so the, yeah, there's definitely a part of that there, there's, there's stuff I've done that isn't my favorite, but it's always like the, the reason I didn't just dump them is because it's like, well, the process of doing this, I, I learned something from it. And I think that's part of it too, is you, when you devote that much time to something, you don't want to just throw it in a drawer and have everyone, no, no one ever see it, you know, um, unless you're outright embarrassed about it, you know, right. like, so even, yeah, even though that's not like the epitome of what I am, it's still, it still is me in a way, you know, it's, it's a part of me and, you know, part of my personalities in there. And I did make those choices. So it still is me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that with a lot of my stuff too, I'll look back on stuff and I'm still like, wow, I can't believe I wrote this that many years ago. Like, this is yeah. so good. And I'll listen to other stuff. And I'm like, boy, was I on the wrong <laughs> track, you know, like, but I learned from this and that's important, you know, and, and again, someone might like that. So it's not you know, and I guess that's part of it is like with art. I mean, if you're just doing it only for yourself, then don't ever release anything, just stay at home and write your own music and only listen to it. Like, obviously if you want people to hear it, you want there to be a connection. And I think, you know, that's, that's a big part. I think of being uh, one of the things I had to let go of is that, you know, if I wrote something with something in mind and other people didn't get that at first, I kind of got like, either offended or I was like, Oh, am I not good enough because they're not getting the point I'm trying to make. And then I realized it's, it's not about that. You know, it's about, you know, I, I even wrote this poem about, it, about art being a mirror, you know, and it's the idea of like people seeing themselves in your work, you know, and mm-hmm. you see yourself in your own work and the purpose of a mirror is not for someone else to see you in your work. It's for them to see them in your work, you know? Um, so I think it's almost, better it, 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 yeah there's there's a, a almost a better feeling when it's like something that doesn't click with me clicks with someone else because it's actually working you know right. that that they're seeing themselves in this and it's like okay good i i i did it you know it's like you know i mean if if i wrote something that i thought was my best work and it didn't connect with anybody like who cares if i think it's my best best work if people aren't able to see themselves in it um So, yeah, so I think that's sometimes part of it is knowing that that's the service you're providing as an artist
2: mm-hmm. is,
0: you know, giving people that, that mirror, that, that way to kind of connect with something. So, gotcha.
1: so, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't really talk about like the process of doing it five days in a row. I was, I'm wondering now how. Did you think of each song as a response to the previous one? Did you start fresh? Were you start were you laying drums first? Did you have a sequence that you
0: went in? I'm I'm curious about um I think like loop. I had an idea of of genre. And like when you're looking for the loops, you can kind of click on it like, oh, okay, like if you want, you know, either bass and it'll right. kind of only show you the bass loops, or you could do like genre, like, oh, EDM, and it'll only show you EDM stuff. Um, so I think on the first one. I just kind of started going through and maybe I started with bass and was just like, Oh, if I can lay down a bass line, you know, that'll give me an idea to work off of. And, um, you know, just going through all the loops and listening to them and mostly just seeing like, Oh, what sounds cool, you know? Um, and yeah. So a lot of it was just kind of reactionary in that sense. You know, I didn't go into it with a lot, like, I think later on, like, I think, yeah, the second day, I think I was like, ooh, let me do something with acoustic guitar. Because I think that was probably a response to what I did in the first day because it was so electronic. I was like, let me do acoustic guitar and do something that's a little more a uh, little more human, you know, so to speak. Um, and then kind of going from there, and I think, yeah, that's what I said. Is I, I wanted to stay away from just, like, electric guitar. I wanted to, you know, get into, like, what what can we have in acoustic that's not just, like, distorted, not just chords, like like little licks and things like that. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, you can like favorite stuff. So as you're going through like, like this, like this, like this. And then after a while I would just get sick of that. And like, okay, I'm going to go back into my favorites and start looking at, you know, what I've saved and what I actually want to start working with, you know, and, and, and I would also look for things that kind of seem to, to work together. You know, there would be, you know, a lot of times it'd be something that's like, oh, this is really cool, but there's nothing else like it. So maybe this could work as the bridge because it's different enough, but maybe it's too different. It belongs in another song. Um, And I think for this one, I did want it to have more of a flow. Like it was actually Mm -hmm. a person playing this on acoustic. So I didn't want it to be too jarring. Um, So
1: did you build it in four bar, eight bar segments before moving on to something else? Or did you build one track through and then? So,
0: yeah. So in, well, in logic, I couldn't do this in the other thing, but I kind of did keep track. But in, in, I mean, or in GarageBand, it was easier because you can actually create like section markers. Yeah. So like the first eight bars, it's like intro, verse, this, that. So whenever I would, and this is what I learned about the workflow. So every time I threw in a new loop, that got its own track. So that the only thing that I ever played on it was that loop. And then I could just slide that across. To, so it went underneath. Okay, I'm going to, I want to use this for the verse. Verse, copy and paste into the second verse. Okay. You know, Um, you know, and then I would kind of, or like for the drums, for example, I would find like a drum sound that I liked and ideally it would have three or four different variations. Right. So I could be like, okay, which one is the most subtle? That should be the verse, which one kind of sounds like it's moving towards something that should be the pre-chorus and which one's kind of the most open, that should be the chorus. And then ideally, yeah. If, you know um, if there, yeah, like if there was a fourth one that would go in the the bridge and maybe the intro would be the verse, you know, or, or the, um the pre-chorus, you know, because it's built, you know, so I so kind of mess around with that, like, okay, they're not gonna notice, hey, that's the exact same drum beat from over there. Or I think, yeah, one of the ones in uh Soundtrap, I actually took there were two drum sounds that I like. I think for the chorus I played them simultaneously. So it thickened both like the the you know the 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 volume a little bit because we're two drummers playing, but also you had this kind of you know, like if you listen closely, there's like two different snare sounds that happen because um, there were two different rhythms going on simultaneously. Um, and that kind of added a little bit of extra energy to that one. Um, but yeah, a lot of times it was just being being kind of reactionary to what I was listening to, like to what was inspiring me at the time. Um, but again, keeping that form in mind, it wasn't just like, i want to do this, then this, then this, then this. And that's where I've ran into trouble before. Is like if I just write left to right, you know, the same way, I, you know, I was saying like you can't practice top to bottom, left to right. Same thing with composing. You shouldn't do that either because like, you know your the first thing you write could be the perfect bridge, you know, so if you've just stuck it at the beginning and it's it's stuck there now, like your form is going to be a mess, so it's like as I'm listening to stuff, I was always thinking which which section would this work well in um so that's, that's part of where it kind of did the work for me. And that's also why I give the disclaimer. Cause like, you know, there'd be like, Oh, look, this guitar, particular guitar sound has these three different licks. Oh, well, this one clearly works as a subtle thing that would fit under lyrics. This one clearly, you know, is moving somewhere. And this one's clearly a big chorus. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like that wasn't really a decision. That was just kind of like common sense, you know? Um, But yeah, and then it was kind of like, as I found some other sounds, it was like some of them have, you know, if you look at on YouTube, you'll see like these little pieces. It's like, oh, here's this little sound that might be neat to break up the monotony of this. So I just put these little things in. And and that was part of it, too, is like also playing with the length of things. Like sometimes I found drum beats where it would be like, uh, uh, say it was a, a four bar loop. But I would take, you know, shorten it to two bars and take, you know, this other thing. So it's like, oh, look, there's a little fill now. Because instead of repeating the same thing for four bars, it would, like, vary it a little bit. And then, you know, so if there were enough variations on a certain loop or rhythm, I might, you know, arrange the section a little more. But if it was just, okay, there's only these three sounds, so I'm just going to stretch it for the whole thing. Um, so yeah, so part of it was also kind of working with what I had, like, that was the other thing too. I'm like, I'm not going to get in and cut up the loops and take the snare sound and then make a fill by taking this, this snare hit and playing it four times. So, oh, look, here's 16th notes. I'm like, you know, that's taking, going to take too long, not doing that, Mm. you know? So that was, you know, I mean, I know that's something you can do, but you know, again, for the, for the sake of this, it was just like getting the song done, you know, not, not focusing on the beat four of one measure in the drum part in the chorus or whatever. It was like, just get the song. done. Um, (laughs) I don't
1: know if I said this about track five, but like there's, there's a point where I think it's the pre-chorus section where that, that song is so much in the pocket. It's like, it's like being held back. And then by the time you get to the pre-chorus, it's like, it's going to let loose, but it's also constrained. It's like very much on the back foot, Mm -hmm. which was something that like, this is apropos of nothing. I realize this has nothing to do with you. Were, what you were just saying, but like that was a yet another example of like the difference between the first and the fifth. The first was just very much like these are four bars. This is in four four. This is the time signature. Right. But the fact that you were able to make that momentum feel both propelling you forward, but also holding you back at the same time, just insane. Like, and and you were able to do that without. Isolating specific uh, 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 instrumentation like mm-hmm. or building a, a, a pad out of all these different like sounds from these different segments of sound, so it, like rhythmically it's just crazy how how adapted you got and how how you played it like an instrument at the end like it was just crazy
0: actually uh, another important thing with the song five too to point out is I think that's the one where I started with the most amount of loops ended up deleting a ton of them Uh because they didn't fit. And I think that was an important part of that process too, is like, oh, I really like this, but it doesn't work anywhere. You know, so don't, you know, again, don't, you know, use it in something else. Like don't, don't force it in somewhere just because you like it, you know, and it's like, you know, the song kind of, took on a life of its own. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to cram this in where it doesn't belong, you know? And it was a lot of, you know, trial and error of what parts fit better together. Cause I found a lot of the, like, the string samples, that was what it worked its way into a lot of that. Um, and it definitely came out to be like more of a less is more kind of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, here's this one perfect little string part. And then this other string part over here, and then this subtle little cello thing, and that's it. Like, this isn't, this doesn't have to sound like a full orchestra, but you know, just use what, what fits, you know? And, um, and that was interesting, too, because that is how I tend to work, because I start with a bunch of material and always, like, chip it down to, like, the, the, the best parts of it. And with the other ones, a lot of it was like, throw this in here, throw this in here. Yeah, it was it was much more additive, whereas this one ended up being a lot more subtractive, where, you know, I was pulling out the stuff that didn't work. So, yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Yeah, like, I guess as part of, like, it being more like myself, I was working like myself, again, with starting with too much material and then trimming the fat, <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, that's awesome there's no good segue it was, into yeah, and it. Was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, was there other stuff you wanted to, to get into? Cause no, no, that was okay. it. Yeah.
0: Just, just that it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I recommend it because it was a nice breath of fresh air, especially like, you know, either if, you know, like with me where I was getting bogged down with so many like big ideas or like, you know, with you saying kind of like, oh, you know, I just want to you know, I feel like I don't have the time, you know, it's just like, I feel like no matter what it's, it was a good, a good way to just like have fun with music, kind of remove any of your preconceived notions of, you know, like the way you normally think about stuff and be like, just, just do this and just finish it. And, you know, and if you don't like it, do another one tomorrow and do it better, you know, take what you've learned from it and, and make the next one better, you know? And, and if you don't like the third one as much as some of the, as the second one, that's not a failure because someone else may like it more. So you know, like,
1: <laughs> no, that's a cool. Like, I'm really like wanting to to play, and it's also like the freedom of like, yesterday's is over. Yeah, I don't have to think about that one again. I can mm-hmm. start fresh. Like, I think that's another less precious thing that I need to adopt. Is like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the final word. Just like, move on to the next thing. That's yeah, yeah. So, Invincible. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I'm I'm just going to start the discussion by saying, like, I think it's my favorite Superman goes bad version. Like, I really like the Injustice series, and Mm -hmm. The Boys is enjoyable, but I... This show is so much... I don't know. There's, like, hope to it in a different Mm -hmm. way. It has a very different... It's dark, but the tone is lighter. It's more gray. Yeah. It's just like the void of humanity being awful and shitty and continuing to, to hold up these superheroes who are awful fucking people. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you just, because you have invincible as, as this beacon of hope, like as a, a signal of like things could get better, that helps so much and i don't know if it's just like because it's also dressed in justice league unlimited animation style which is straight from the comics like the comic yeah. art is is very much the same I don't, man kirkman nails it whatever genre he's playing with yeah. like and the show is i mean i really want to read the comics but watching the show was great like how to discuss <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like Uh, you you've read most of if not all of the comics i I wouldn't say most because at one point i was like a a friend of mine was letting me borrow his trade paperbacks they're like 15 volumes right what was the thing i was like i might start buying these he's like you might as well just get the omnibus and there's like three omnibus that are like it was just like and that was back when i was like oh fuck okay there's a lot yeah um so i i made it pretty far i want to i want to say maybe i made it to like issue 100 okay um And there's definitely like a lot of stuff that I've read about that um, hasn't happened yet. Right. So like, and actually there was, there was a character who had a brief cameo. I was like, Oh, I hope we see this person. Cause (laughs) cause like, that's when like, I mean, you think the shit hits the fan, the shit hits the fan. Like
1: that's what I heard. I was listening to the weekly planet. They were talking about what, what is to come. And they're like, all of the things that they tease at the the end credits of the, the last episode, all that shit is, like, tiny compared to the big shit that's going to yeah. happen. Like, and that was something that I I thought was really cool about the, the season finale was all of these kind of pieces, breadcrumbs of, like, shit that's coming to Earth, like the Martian inv- invasion and uh, the twins or the clones and, like, yeah. all of these different dynamics, like, how are those going to impact what comes next and it and the, the the society kind of rebuilding themselves like the uh the time travelers where oh yeah mm-hmm. their their time progresses like I'll just say that was one of the coolest superhero villain ideas ever to me. Like it, I thought that was so cool and innovative. I don't know if it's yeah. something that like they is ripped off from a green lantern story or something but like it was just so unique and a cool reason like why they would keep coming back now they have a grudge now it's a societal thing it's a multi-generational war like they and that that whole thing uh, occurs in the span of a single episode and it it was just really well paced and really cool and this really cool snapshot that they didn't beat to death and that like didn't feel too brisk either like I it was just really refreshing, and that's I guess that's that's a lot of how I felt about the series is like this this kind of superhero narrative felt very refreshing, even though Superman is evil
0: <laughs> right. you know yeah well I think and I think like you know like you mentioned that's that is the the biggest difference I think is that we have we have mark as opposed to like with, yeah, with the boys, it's just Homelander. I mean, you know, he's trying to turn his son into a superhero, but it's like, you know, it's a very different dynamic. Like Homelander's a dick from square one, as opposed to like, you know, Mark being raised by this loving father and, and all this stuff, you know? And um, I think that's, that's what the, like the brilliance of it, it makes it so much more heartbreaking that it's not just like with Homelander, like we can, we can just hate Homelander. Yeah. whereas There's with, no with, uh, redeeming value. Yeah, whereas Omni Man, um, there's um, yeah, you're just like, oh man, like, you know, and I don't know how much of that is you know because it's J.K. Simmons, and you're like, yeah, like, you yeah, know, I love this guy, and you know, I need him to I need him to come around, and you know, and so just, well
1: cast like, the show,
0: oh, it's so perfect, like, um, but but yeah, and just like how that plays itself out through the season, you know, and as you're kind of finding out kind of what the deal is, and kind of seeing you know where he stands with where Omni Man stands with things, and and, you know, him trying to like bring Mark into that world. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, Mark grew up on, on earth. Like he, you know, he considers himself human. Like you may be this kind of alien from this other society, you know? And I think it's, so it's really cool to kind of have that, that, I don't know if it's a mirror necessarily, but like kind of having them being different, uh, uh, you know, different sides of the coin, I guess, you know, um, we, yeah, where we don't get that, like with with Superman, even you know, Superman right. he's just he's just a, a good guy, you know, and there's no there are no stakes, you know, like he, you know, Krypton is gone, so he's kind of like, hey, can you guys take me in? I have no home, you know, as right. opposed to like, oh yeah, I'm from this other planet. Don't ask why, you know, don't ask why I'm here,
1: <laughs> you know. Like See, the other thing is like, there's no way to investigate that claim, right? Like the story that he told about. How we got there. So mm-hmm. I was sent to help you guys. Well, help you in the way that benefits this fucking empire. Like, right. That was, I, I, I thought that was a really interesting bead on it. It's something that they're doing with Strange Adventure, too. Like the new, um, he's uh, got the ray gun. DC Comics Strange Adventure. Miracle Man. Is that no, your? No, Miracle Man is uh, um, uh, Justice. Oh, uh, no. What is it? Dark Side. They just canceled the movie. My brain is just shutting oh, down. The, the new gods, new gods. That's oh. yeah. That's that's Miracle Man. Adam Strange is oh, okay because his whole thing is that he like beta rays or whatever from Earth to this Zadiah or like distant world where he becomes like this hero in this war and has to wink out between the two. So in the, this newest comic that they're doing, they're they're playing with. Maybe the story he's told everybody that nobody can investigate because they can't travel to this planet isn't, isn't what he said it was. Maybe he's a war criminal rather than a hero.
0: Right.
1: So that was very much in the back of my mind as I was watching this with like this hero, apparently savior from a distant planet. We can't, we can't verify his story. Like I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And the idea of time, I really liked how they played with. Omni-Man is ancient, centuries old. Mm-hmm. And so that whole perspective on Earth, like it, the way he talks about Mark at, <sighs> Mark's mom is mm-hmm. so cruel yeah. and, and just kind of out of nowhere, this kind of left switch. But it also it's, doesn't seem out of character or uncharacteristically cruel. It's just that's how you would feel if you were that age and you'd seen worlds fall in the same way. Like that. That was really, really interesting. I also love the fact that it's Justice League, but it's not Justice League. There's so many things that are just like The Martian's, especially just like almost carbon copied of Martian Manhunter, like that whole race and how, how they interact. It's very, yeah, very funny to me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, the 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 first post credit scene was like, oh, this is a very different show. <laughs> then, then it was presenting itself. And the fact that, like, the post-credits of that was a, another eight minutes or something. Like, they go and Omni-Man just takes out the Global Defenders. Or what is it? Global? Um, Guardians of the Globe? Guardians yeah. of the Globe. Yeah. Great fucking generic ass. Like, it's so fun to see him playing also with, like, how many names for these heroes and these, like, the Teen, teen Team or whatever they yeah. call it. The <laughs> <Instead of> Teen <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Like, just call it what it is. It's a team of teens. There it is. Yeah. Like I, it was just fun to see kind of playing a variation on that. Is obviously these are meant to be the Justice League. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 that was really fun. And then just to see him fucking chop wood, killing all of those guys, just brutal, gross, for a cartoon too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's worse to see gore in animation because you're like, oh god. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this is for children. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah. And I love too. Like how, I mean, it's it's perfect too because he he's able to sort of borrow from the Justice League and like, okay, you know, everyone has their their sort of equal, and it immediately kind of fleshes those characters out to you. You know, like, you yeah. see the similarities, you see the differences. Like, what was it Green Ghost was supposed to be, like, the Green Green Lantern? Yeah. She has, like, that, like, the gem that she, like, swallows, I think, or something like that, and it turns her into the Green Ghost. And, you know, so it's like, oh, yes, yeah, so that's like Green Lantern, but it's a different thing. Okay, right. you're kind of invested because it's similar to a character you know, but it's different enough, so you're interested. Like, oh, how is she different from the Green Lantern? And, you know, like, all, all that stuff. And I feel like it instantly pulls you into these characters and – You know, but he's also changed them enough where it's like, oh, well, he's put the time into changing them, not just making them complete copies so that, you know, you're, you, I guess, at least subconsciously assume they're going to be important characters because he took the time to flesh them out, you know, and it's like, nope, they're all dead. Like, nope, these, none of these people are important. They're all dead. You know, I I created, I, I, you know, I, I, I created all these variations on the Justice League just so I could kill them immediately, you know. Right.
1: And it's so interesting, like, how they plant the seeds early. Like, once Mark gets his powers, something shifts. Mm. And it, it's, you're not sure what. And they do, I really like the pacing of that reveal of, like, why he was acting this way. Because I had really no, I knew he went bad. I had no context on why. So as I'm watching, I'm thinking, well, like, is it something where if there's two of the, what is it, Volconians? Voltramites. 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 So if there's two of them on a planet, does one turn evil, and there has to be like a balance between them? Like I, I was really, oh right, right, interested in that, and it it, it was a very kind of like, um, not even not matter of fact, but like made a lot a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. in the ter- in in the span of his life, this is a blip, and mm-hmm. he's there for a mission. So him switching into mission mode, it was not as dramatic for him because he's like, yeah, I've sat here for. 30 years let's let's beat some shit up now like and it was it was cool to see like him at a funeral like a superhero funeral and the aftermath of that and everybody else reacting to it and him just being stone-faced like it had to be done it was gonna be done anyway like just really interesting the pacing i think was really good
0: yeah yeah it was great too that like you know it's it's about Mark coming of age, but we've also got to tell Omni-Man's story going along, but yeah, that doesn't get in the way of, you know, this, this really being about Mark, you know, and that, you know, his dad is just there to be the big bad at the end of the season, you know? And it's like, it's still about Mark kind of finding his way and like how, you know, how well that kind of comes to a head at that point, you know? And, um. Yeah. And just one thing that popped in my head that I wanted to mention earlier is like, it sometimes bothers me how like Mark's power set seems to be like inconsistent. Right. Cause I feel like there are times where he's going up against his dad and I'm, I'm sure his dad's pulling his punches, but like when he's fighting some other characters, he's just getting his ass handed to him, you know? And it's like, or, or, you know, or, or, or other parts when, you know, like once his dad finally does lay into him, like he does end up getting messed up, but I feel like he got messed up way worse, like in that fight with the, with the gangster and, he got and the high rise
1: through his stomach yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't know how he came back from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that's maybe like, Oh, because he got injured, his body kind of kicked in, you know, made him stronger in the end or right. something like that. But yeah, like there are way more things where he's getting banged up or, well, I think that was it when he's fighting those like androids that that guy was making, where he was yeah. like, kidnapping college students and he, I feel like he was having a way tougher time with them than he should have, right? Because they're essentially just regular people who happen to have metal on their bodies. Like he should still have been able to like punch through them and just like brush them off. So I feel like yeah, I didn't like how how those things seem to be way too powerful, you know, for him, someone who's supposed to be invincible, you know, right? I feel like I
1: I, I wrote a lot of that off to being like it is just in experience, like. Mm and also like i think something that hasn't really been portrayed is like one day you're normal the next day you're invincible right mm. so he he didn't have the invulnerability before right so right. i think there's a little bit of wincing time too right like you get a hit you expect pain mm. and yeah, would react true. as if you had it like i think that that that's reading way too much into it like no no each, that makes that a lot wincing. of sense but like i think that would be an interesting way of depicting it it was like yeah. the the uh when they in man of steel where they depicted clark's uh, inability to control his x-ray vision oh yeah like just the fear of that and the cacophonous sound and not really having any kind of control or any anything to compare it to or nobody to yeah. advise on that kind that sonic bombardment and those ghoulish crazy scary zombie skeletons walking around and talking to you like that was something that like i never really had thought about until that so this is making me think like if one if you wake up at 14 one day and you don't have acne anymore and it doesn't hurt like there's like the pain difference and i mean he wasn't uh, an out of shape kid but he wasn't the guy he would get beat up pretty easily. Like, yeah. So I, I think that's also part of it. Like, I also, I really like the portrayal of his relationship. Like they really hammer, like every superhero has difficulty dating, right? We, we, that's always an arc and it can be formulaic and it can be tiresome. But with this one, it felt like he's the right age in high school to be doing all these things. And it all feels like it's all or nothing all the time. But then it gives the girl the credit that she's like, yeah, I know you're fucking invincible. Like, just don't lie to me about this shit. It's not that difficult. You disappear and shit goes out wrong. After it's over, you come back. Come on, like I. That was something that I don't know if they did it more with comic book Lois, but like for her not to be in on it as an investigative reporter in the movies always bugged me. It's like this is not a disguise. Like. Right figure it out Lois your whole life is observation and reporting on it so that that aspect I liked about it too I also like that it just hits all is like hey gay best friend absolutely Mm -hmm. uh uh Asian lead Asian mom like Mm -hmm. uh uh, person people of color like it's just it's how it should be it's it's like representative Mm -hmm. of the diversity in real life what a concept like yeah it's not a big deal that he's Asian American in the show in the like I feel like a lot of times it's like, hey, we've got a new Green Lantern and he's black. Right. Like yeah. that that seems to be a very, very comic booky thing of like, we've fucked up in the past, so we're really making a big deal about mm-hmm. the diversity. And instead of just portraying life, I I don't know. I know Invincible's also responding to those things, but it it just yeah, it was just so nice to see it wasn't just white 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 like right
0: yeah i also think it's funny how much work uh, andrew rannells is getting where he's like in big mouth and now in this and it's just yeah. like every time there's like a you know a sassy young gay guy it's like oh let's get <laughs> andrew rannells to do it <laughs> i also love that um manzukis,
1: yes is, is in this Who he's also say? in both of them yeah <laughs> he's in big mouth and Invincible. he's as horny in both of them um yeah no that was great it's like is that Manzoukas? And they kept like yeah that's Banzukas. oh my gosh i wouldn't have thought of him as like a vocal actor but he's got a great unique voice i mean he's been doing uh how did this get made for years so he's like he has voice work in quotation marks like mm-hmm. in his background it's great it's just <laughs> it's like is that. Jason Banzukas? that is it's good like
0: yeah i also love um uh, robot, like I feel like yeah, I feel like Zachary every, Quinto. Yeah, every one of those has like this robot character, and it's you know, we're just going to lean in, just call him robot.
1: Yeah, robot, <laughs> so then, and he he kind of fills that like Alfred, Jarvis, like C three Po. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's a great like, but also like they trust him. There's not a whole lot of like, you're a robot, so we can't trust you to mm-hmm. to be in charge of things. I like that that wasn't. A big thing i think what is what is the the hero that manzukas plays fire um, storm something no uh, uh shit i forget it's something ridiculous it's like rexplode rexplode it's not ridiculous it's perfect rexplode <laughs> like at some point like they're they're wondering like why something went wrong and he accuses robot but because it's coming from rex it's not not taken seriously i do like the girl who hulks out and oh yeah it, it makes her age backwards i don't like the creepy robot making himself young to creep on her i know she's of age like mentally but fucking creepy i i don't that that's the one thing where i'm like hey why did you write it that way
0: yeah, I mean what I like about that is how how complex that is because yeah, like if she has the isn't she like like 20 something does she say? Yeah, she's like 25. But so every has time the, she uses the body the of a child. So is she yeah. is she supposed to date a child who has right. the mind of a child? Like right. so I feel like they found like the only workable way to do that, you know, where it's like you could tell she kind of how he's like, Oh, I could tell you how to think for Rex, but it's like, Rex isn't going to date her. She looks like a child. Right. You know, even he's not that bad, you know? So I feel like that was kind of like the best sort of workaround for that. You know, again, it's not ideal, but it's like, yeah. Like how, what, what other option is there? I guess you don't get to date anybody and you just keep getting younger. And it's like, you know, plus like, I thought that was cool just to just to
2: uh,
0: how she you know keeps referring to it as a curse. Like it's a curse, like not like, like in a in a factual sort of way, not right. just like oh, it's a you know this these powers are a curse. It's like no, it's literally making me younger every time I do this. You know? Right.
1: I guess there's something to be said about like a robot was also trapped in a body. Where he had no control over the the continuation of it or or its uh, compatibility with other humans. So yeah. I do like that they they had hammered home the fact that like there's a good transfer over with the cloning but it's not you it's it's a, so your consciousness doesn't jump mm, it's right. i i liked that they really hammered that home yeah. and the idea that there's like i didn't expect it to feel like this that there was a really poignant cool moment where they the the clone wakes up and sees himself as what he just left like in quotation yeah. marks like i i thought that was really unique and it was cool kind of like that you kind of think robot is sinister and evil 'Cause he's kind of doing all these things back behind uh everybody's back and then it's yeah. for this end, which is kinda of a cool variation.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, and like once it's kinda of done, he's still, okay, we're gonna go back and be a continue being a hero. You know, like that was you know, it wasn't about like, oh, I can do what I want now, let's let's be a villain. Let's you know, the you know, it was still like being a hero was just a personal thing, you know, right. for him to
1: what was the, the the demon detective guy? Oh, like the the Hellboy lookalike. Yeah, Hellboy uh, and also the Specter and the Question and like they wrapped all of like these pulp yeah. uh, <laughs> figures together. Like the Specter, like Damian. It was like Damien something, right? Detective Damien something. Yeah, like I I really like and he also had the the the, the uh, vocal tick where he was he was speaking like not quite like uh what is the demon in dc who always speaks in rhyme uh i know who he etrigan is that his name yeah etrigan the demon yeah yeah so i like that it had that kind of flavor too But he's like mm-hmm. this this uh almost constantine-esque to like how he's uh underworldly rather than just worldly which is right <laughs> Yeah,
0: gave me in dark blood. I think it was. His
1: name. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. I said. Uh, I would say go to hell, but you're going to someplace way worse. <laughs> yeah, it's some good lines too. Like, and it was cool to have kind of like a nuisance, like an investigative nuisance character like that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like the secret to it all, or like the act- the protagonist. I liked having that kind of because that's kind of what Batman would be doing is kind of the de- right. de- detective work and stuff. Where yeah, it was it's really fun. Like I, 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 and again, it was one of those things where I think i had put on like the third or fourth episode as I was going to go to bed. And I watched all the way till there were only two left. <laughs> like I stayed up watching it on nice. my, my phone. Like it was just, it was one of those where after every episode is just like, I I'm so enjoying the feel of this. I'm enjoying the ride that it's taking on. Like it's, it's compelling and it's, it, it, it was really, yeah, with with the boys, it's like after an episode, you're just like, fuck this world that is so like ours, right? Like, yeah. it, it, it just, it was such a different, and it's probably not fair to, to judge. I mean, they're both Amazon properties where Superman goes. Like, it, it demands comparison, yeah. and that's the most recent. Like, I haven't seen Brightburn or uh, any of these other, like, Superman goes bad versions, but it just, it was so much more light, even though he he takes his son through a subway worth of people and just covered (laughs) in viscera and that, like, that's brutal. Like, really, really brutal. And I don't know, like, at the end of every episode I was just like, I gotta see what happens next. How's Mark Mm -hmm. gonna, what is Mark gonna do next? Like, yeah, I, like, and I liked the, the dynamic with Sandra O as the mom. Like, I really liked her kind of investigating like, I feel like it treats everybody like they're intelligent. It doesn't feel like anybody is dumb for no reason. Like I, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it is I'm, I'm sad that I have to, I'm going to get more boys before I get more invincible right. in terms of the release schedule. Like, but
0: yeah. So I'm glad that they're doing a second season. Cause I was yeah. like, you know, going into it, I was like, you know, is, are they going to, you know, how much are they going to kind of set things up? So, yeah, that's what I loved about the last episode when they're like, oh, look, here are all these loose threads we left, you know, all these threats waiting to come. Right. I wonder how, do you think it'll get four or five seasons? How
1: long do you think it'll run? It's hard to say with Amazon. I'm not sure. Yeah. Netflix, you can guarantee three seasons of whatever crap. Yeah. <laughs> Except Juifers' Legacy or whatever, that new, that the uh, Mark know, Millar yeah. averse thing. I guess they canceled that after the first season.
0: Oh really? Damn yeah. Usually he's the other one too, where like he's been gold in terms of like getting at ad- adaptations of his stuff. Yeah. Of course, I also credit um, him for a lot of the the the, the Avengers, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because mm. he was the first one who had um, uh, Nick Fury look like Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, at the yeah. line in there where they're <laughs> like, "Oh, if we if they ever made a movie of us, who would play you?" And he's like. Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. I was like, oh, shit. And then he showed up on the screen. I was like.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, it it would be cool to get as many seasons as there are volumes. But I I doubt that will happen. It is Amazon, though. They can throw as much money as they wanted anything. Um,
0: I think a lot of it has to do with how well it does. And, like, I'm usually a bad judge at, you know, what most people like right um i feel like it could fall into that category of like people who like gore aren't going to watch a cartoon people who like cartoons aren't necessarily going to want to see all that gore you know right um well i feel like maybe people who are fans of anime i feel like anime can have its share of gore so i mean that might be you know a big group of people who who might be into that plus it's not I i was just gonna say it's not super well known but i don't know how well known it is you know like i know i got into it through a friend of mine. It wasn't right. something I was just aware of. Or if I was, it wasn't something I was interested in until he was like, you should read this. This is really good.
1: I feel like Kirkman is pretty popular. Like, mm. since everybody has flocked to Walking right. Dead. Or Yeah, that's true. Walking Dead and then Fear the Walking Dead and all of the, the, the dead averse. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see more. I really want to read it, but I also don't want to like spoil the show because I'm really liking the show too. Yeah, that's that's why I haven't watched Sweet Tooth yet. Oh, yeah. Since that's out, and Jeff Lemire, who I fucking love, and Mm -hmm. only want good, and apparently it's amazing. Like I I haven't finished that series yet either. So it's it's one of those things. Like yeah, and that that was the other thing is like Invincible was one of these. like I always like DC animated stuff because they usually bring it and it's usually based on a trade or a run in the comics. Mm-hmm. Killing Joke is the exception because they make Batman fuck Batgirl and there's no reason for it. Um, did you see that the Killing Joke movie? I did I don't remember that though. It the, the first forty five minutes of it had like weren't in the book and it's it's all about Batgirl and Batman hooking up. Oh, on the okay. For no reason. There's yeah. there's
0: just gross um maybe because you can't feel bad about what happens to her uh, except through relation to batman and that's maybe why they did that be like <laughs> wait we can't just have a story where a girl gets shot and we're like that's terrible she has to be important to the main character who's a man in order for people to see the, just, you know, the tragedy further,
1: of her getting shot and paralyzed further shoving the Bechtel test down <laughs>
0: just,
1: nope <laughs> she will have no identity separate from batman right <laughs> But, like, it, it was cool to see Invincible be this animated version, like, instead of a live action, and just kill it. Just be yeah, super entertaining, super engaging, losing nothing for being animated. Mm-hmm. I think all of those punches landed just as, as sickening, thudly as they would have in live action. So, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to more of
0: that one. And maybe that's part of it, too. Maybe that'll be more likely to run longer because... I mean, I assume that animation costs less than live action with special effects and, you know, gore and, you know, you know, like it's it's just people drawing it and then get the voice people, you know, you don't have to use makeup, you know, like no prosthetics. There's no, you know, so it's just, I assume that at least, you know, it's probably has the potential to, to cost a lot less. So for that reason alone, maybe it'll run longer.
1: And I feel like Steve, that, that's another thing, like, uh, Steven Newton's not going to be young forever, but his voice will probably sound young forever. He can right, play yeah. things like, um, harder and harder to to get these actors, like doing stunts and stuff and sweating yeah. in mocap suits and all, like having to be Marvel shredded, you know, like, but right. you can, I mean, we, we can look at, uh, uh, uh Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill just, He's a dude now. He, he doesn't have the abs and the definition that he used to, but right. he's one hell of an actor and a hell of a voice actor. You're like, yeah. So, okay. Uh, so now it's time for great ideas that
0: go absolutely nowhere. Tim, what, what did you. So it's not necessarily an idea that goes nowhere, but maybe, maybe fan theories. And in that sense, it may go nowhere because it doesn't matter. <laughs> So this Uh is just something that has occurred to me for a while, and I wanted to bring it up for discussion. And maybe I'm looking for things where there aren't things. But so (laughs) in the Black Widow movie, who's Taskmaster? It's a girl. Is it? Yeah. So who do we know the actress that's playing? Yeah. Like how? I thought so. Because I looked on the website. I I even looked on IMDb, and I was like, because they show the poster, and it's got everyone else like every other poster has the person's name and it just has Taskmaster and it doesn't say anything.
1: Let me double sure, check because I'm pretty sure they maybe well, we'll I don't maybe they don't call her maybe they don't call her um Taskmaster but it's one of these um
0: I thought it was for sure like Well that was one of my theories. So I uh, guess in that sense I'm right. <laughs> do you think it'll be the girl? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um Okay, so yeah. at least, okay, so I looked up, it's who is Taskmaster and Black Widow? Here's what we know. That's one of the, the results. So at least there is, a, you know, it's not just me that there's at least a sense of mystery. Yeah. Um, no, I think, it, like... Well, in the way the suit is sitting, it looks like it's not, you know, like, well, like there aren't boobs on it, like they, they right. will do in every every costume possible. Yeah. I mean, I yes. guess I could see, like, based on the posture, you could say, like, yeah, there could be a woman in there, but I feel like it's not obvious that it's a woman. Gotcha. Right? I, is that is that maybe, just
1: me? Or? I don't know where I heard it, but, like, for... I had just months ago heard that, like, it's a girl. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, Pete Davidson is on SNL. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: okay.
0: yeah. So, okay. Well, because, yeah, because it was something that I was, like, kind of, like, noticing. It's like, okay, like, there's there's mystery to this, like, which I feel like is very rare for there to be like, you know, it's like every, everything gets spoiled. I mean, the harshest lesson for me with that was realizing that we weren't supposed to know that Darth Maul had a double-edged lightsaber, you know, like that was supposed to be a surprise. And like, fucking George,
1: (laughs) make this a George Lucas discussion. Fuck.
0: So, So, yeah, so I was kind of looking at that, like, wow, how cool is that? That they're like, yeah, we're not telling you who was playing this character. Um,
1: When it was supposed to release a year ago, too. I think that's also impressive, right, to keep it under their hat for that long.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, like how they're saying, yeah, we see Taskmaster mimicking moves from Captain America, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Spider-Man. That says Spider-Man twice in this article. (laughs) Of course, Black Widow, and I just read it twice. What do you think of Taskmaster? Like um, the little that I've seen of him in the comics, um, like I I, I think the, the the power set is really cool. How like he he like trains people because he can like see someone and mimic them instantly. So it's like the perfect person to train people. Then again, it's like well he can kick anyone's ass because he can copy anyone's fighting style. So. You know, he may have taught you three fighting styles, but he knows 50 fighting styles, you know, that type of thing. Um, I also feel like I read a comic book where he seemed to have, like, a bit of a sense of humor. Like, he wasn't, like, uh, I feel like for some reason I kind of saw him as, like, the, uh, was it it Deathstroke, the Slade Wilson kind of character, which I know they made Deadpool as, like, a reaction to that. Right. So I feel like I always kind of saw him as that, where he was just, like, this guy that you don't want to see him because you're fucked, you know, whereas, like, Maybe it was in like a Thunderbolts comic book where they were like, you know, he was like training people or something and um, I think Thunderbolts I was... is right cuz my
1: experience with him is just through the 2006 Moon Knight run. And he he's oh, played yeah. a little bit for comedy in that. He's kind of like a comic relief character, but he also a badass. But like he shows up and he is very similar like look to Moon Knight, right? Very yeah. very similar uh and Moon Knight kicks the shit out of him because Moon Knight is three people <laughs> and taskmaster's yeah. like i don't know how to oh god death like, <laughs> like, yeah i i always thought well and also like when i read it was uh dave finch doing interiors right so it was like muscle ripply nasty right. and he's got that skull mask and he's got a sword and it's him with a tattered cloak uh, uh dressing moon knight with a tattered co- cloak so like just awesome and then he kicks his ass in the next three pages is like oh okay he's done now he was definitely like a <laughs> cold open villain for the, the issue I was reading but yeah yeah so I, I didn't know I don't know what to expect I like I said I, I had heard that it would be a girl cast as him which are them like badass cool about time Marvel what are you doing Mandarin yeah. Iron
0: Man 3 <laughs> wait what about the Mandarin
1: until so in Iron Man three, they cast a white guy to be Mandarin and oh, wasn't quite yeah. Mandarin because we're getting Mandarin in the seven rings in right, yeah the it's Shang like, Chi got it. yeah movie so but yeah
0: they're they're correcting, <laughs> yeah so go ahead, go ahead no no, so I was just gonna say so yeah, so I'm still wondering like I guess the I guess it does blow some of my theories out of the water, which um. I mean, like, it's, I think it's cool that it's a woman too, especially because it's like, it's Black Widow, you know, so to kind of be like, you know, like, yeah, like, let's, let's, let's have the villain be a woman too and kind of have them screw up. Not that the villain couldn't be a man. You know, I, I I also feel like things get, that get like, you know, sketchy like that. Cause it's like, well, what are you trying to say that if the, if the villain was a man that she couldn't handle a male villain, cause she's a woman, it's gotta be a woman. So it's just like, like it ends up being this kind of circle. It's like, what's, what's the right thing to do? What are we doing? Um, But I'm going to go ahead and say my theories that I thought of. Yeah. Sorry. I I didn't mean to tank it. I just like, no, no. I mean, it's uh, a girl, right? It's meant to go nowhere. (laughs) Well, (laughs) but not that quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so my thought I was, I was like, why are, why are they trying to keep it a secret? And then I was like, what, What, you know, like based on the the moves that we had seen Taskmaster do in the trailer, like, you know, there's I remember seeing that scene where, you know, they step on the shield and it pops up like the Captain America thing. And, um, yeah, like the Black Panther thing with like the claws and a few other things like that. I mean, I think we see we see using a bow and arrow, you know, so it was like, okay, like what's what's the deal with this? And I was like, you know, trying to think of like, well, I mean, we know it's Taskmaster, but who, who's, you know, inside the suit, you know, what would the, how would that significance? Oh, ooh, I even got a better idea. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um,
1: oh, but uh, I just had an idea too.
0: So, so part of what I was originally thinking is in terms of the, the badassery of, you know, kind of all these things coming to connect, connected, especially under the Disney umbrella is I was like, what if Taskmaster was played by, like mark hamill you know which again like they you know we don't have to see him doing all that stuff but take the the helmet off and it's like oh my god like mark hamill made his way into the but then i was like yeah but that, that'd that be kind of like not really earned because it's like we're seeing this character doing all this cool physical stuff right then i was thinking it should be ray park because he actually has that sort of that fighting back oh shit so I that feel like that cool. would be like this amazing way to tie like a star Wars villain. And I mean, you know, he's already been kind of in the Marvel universe. cause he was towed in X-Men, but he didn't really get to do much of that stuff except for spinning that pole that he does at one point. Um, but like to be like, Oh man, like, but then again, it's like, well, but he's, you know, maybe he's too old to be doing that much stuff. And it's like, why get Ray Park unless he's actually in the suit doing all this stuff. Um, and then I was like, well, is, is part of it that it's, you know, maybe then I was thinking like, okay, what if it is, you know, what if, what if they are females? So it's like, is it, is it someone we know? Is it someone she knows? So like, oh, what if it's Rachel Vice's character? Because I don't know who she's supposed to play, but she seems to be close to her. So I was like, maybe that was her. Um, so, well, so what was the thought you had? And then I'll tell you my new it'd be, thought.
1: It'd be cool if it was uh, uh power broker, Agent 13.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: because we we had her go from we've haven't seen you in 18 movies to oh shit you're going to help us. Oh, you're the big bad. We're, Can we have a yeah, movie right. to like give us some context for this character? I'm glad she's a villain. I I think she's really compelling and cool, but we got no story <laughs> at all. And if she was Taskmaster, in addition to being punk, like a one woman thunderbolts, like Yeah. That she be, could be called Thunderbolts, just like <laughs> <laughs> singular. <laughs> um, no, that, so, that was the, the thought I just had. What, what
0: yeah, we, no, that's cool. Um, So my thought, which, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I sometimes hate having fan theories because it's like, I'm going to be disappointed if this isn't the case. But the perfect person for this, especially because, you know, if they're, if they're going to change Taskmaster's gender, there is a character who has these powers already who is female. And that's Echo from the Daredevil comics. Oh, shit. And So isn't Echo blind? She's deaf. She's deaf. So that, that was the whole thing between oh, like her and man. Like, they both right. had this disability. They both had superpowers. And, you know, her, you know, she can still see. So she can copy any martial art style she sees. So she—that would think, be cool. Yeah. So I think that would be a perfect way of like, yeah, it's like here's this female character who has that power set. Like, let's merge these two characters. You know, if if you're going to make her female, if you're going to make Taskmaster female, why why invent a brand new character? Why not use right. the, the character who already not has? Not just those make powers? her some
1: Russian no name person like, yeah actually that would be really cool that,
0: and then that could also be a way of like oh man are we gonna see charlie cox come into this is right. daredevil gonna be cut co- you know it's like
1: and then you could see i mean i there's rumors of charlie cox being uh matt murdoch lawyer to peter parker oh nice in uh far from home or whatever the like no, no way, way home yeah but there's a million people s- supposed to be in that movie. Right. <laughs> That'd be cool. Echo would be, I just remember Echo and daredevil having like really cool art. I think Sienkiewicz did the interiors on a few of their issues together. And it was just like cacophonous and wild and cool. Yeah. Cause one yeah. is getting some feedback that the other isn't. So like, and then it's, it's cool. Cause hearing is all Matt has. So he doesn't have like in, in, like all of his powers come from that. So for Echo yeah. to have that counterpoint, that 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 would be a good. That should be a Daredevil movie. Like Daredevil and Echo should definitely be something that they do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, even if like what would be kind of cool too is like now that we've established ta- Taskmaster in this, if she kind of stays Taskmaster and then maybe they eat, they meet in another film, you know, and that's kind of where they come together and maybe like. You know, she part kind of, of the reform. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she kind of comes out of it, and the two of them can kind of work together. And but so yeah, so good, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we still talked about that, even though it kind of you know shot most of my original <laughs> ideas out of the water. I think that's that. It's a better idea. You know,
1: sorry, I've had nothing um, but fan fe- fan theories to eat for a, a year <laughs> in quarantine. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well. That's about enough of that. And here's Tim with the final word. Salamander. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Why salamander? I don't fucking know.
0: That was the first word that came to mind.
1: I saw your brain just... shut off. It was great. Yeah.